0: Hello Turkaholics and thank you for downloading this episode of Football a la Turka. We hope you enjoy our podcast and the work we put into bringing it to you each and every week completely free. But for those of you who want to support the show, you can join us on Patreon for just $3 a month. Money we'll use to continue improving our hardware, software and fund our annual hosting on Podbean. You can do so on patreon.com F-A-L-T or just check the show notes. Thank you for your consideration of patronage, and enjoy the show. Hello everyone! Welcome back to Football Alaturka. After two intense and uh, fascinating interviews with uh, George D Metallis and of course Samantha Johnson last week, today we are bringing you some more transfer news, and I am once again joined by Burak Sezgin and Uzer Dinger. Guys, thank you for joining.
1: Pleasure, as always.
0: Good evening, everyone. Pleasure to be back in your ears. And there's a fourth today. It's not Umut Naderi, but it's a very long time. Uh, friend, I should say, for, of mine. It's another <laughs> Khan, Khan mm. from Holland, Groningen. I've, I've known him since uh, I think 2003 or something like that, uh, Khan. It's been a very long time. We've known each other from message boards and uh, Khan is a Galtzrei fan. So Burak once again surrounded by two Galtzrei fans on this podcast. Um, but Khan, tell us a little bit more about yourself before we start uh, talking some transfers. Okay. First of all, uh, I would
2: like uh, to thank uh, everyone uh, for inviting me to this uh, great podcast, and um, um, it's uh, actually uh, uh, very nice of you guys to do that. Um, well, well, what I can tell about myself, well, I'm um, I'm, a, I'm a very uh, a big fan of Galatasaray. It uh, goes back to the beginning of the 80s, I guess. Uh, my father is a, is, a, is a real Istanbulian. He's actually from the neighborhood Beyoğlu, And uh, if you grow up in beyoglu you're uh, yellow-red and uh, he uh, passed that on to me and I, I will pass that on to my son and uh, uh you were saying i'm a galatasaray fan and that's true but i live in groningen that's in the northern of holland so uh i'm also uh, an avid supporter of fc groningen so <laughs> let's not forget that and uh well th- th- that's all i can say for now about myself <laughs> is that enough <laughs> so
0: so you must have been very excited a couple of years ago when the the grankvist uh, rumors uh, linking him to galt's Rai were uh, in full throttle
2: well I, I i never i never hook up to those uh, rumors uh, d- d- did that happen actually
0: i uh, i seem I've to recall that he was uh, pretty heavily linked with galt's right oh really the, yeah, uh, three oh, really? years uh, ago or something uh, i don't know if oh, i'm oh, really i'm sure because he's a Well
2: uh, I know I know the guy was a uh, was very uh uh in, uh, in Genoa was interested in him and now he plays like in Krasnodar or something and that's the last thing I know about him. But uh well that's interesting indeed Galatasaray and Granqvist would have been a great combination. Uh,
0: so okay. anyway thank you very much for joining us Khan. it's been a very long You're time welcome. that we've known You're each other. I I learned I would like to say I learned a lot from you about Turkish football when I was a kid because when we met <laughs> I was 13 14 years old or something oh, like really that. yes oh, really? i was and uh, uh you were always one of those uh, the one of those gurus on on the forums back in the day that uh i learned a lot from i learned a lot of uh, galt's Rai history a lot of galt's Rai propaganda from you and still yeah. I, I turned out to be a bishik Lesh fan so you could not sway me with all that propaganda but uh, no. I, I definitely learned a lot from you um and uh, i think uh, Part of my uh, passion for Turkish football comes from people like you, so I would very much like to thank you for that.
2: Well, you're welcome, but I have to thank you for, uh, for giving me credit for that. That's uh, unbelievable. Uh, just, doing my, uh, just doing my fang back in the day, and uh, always nice to hear that it kind of inspired uh, people like you. Well, wow, what an honor. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> well, you're anyway, guys, uh, but
2: we can we stop the butt kissing Yes, off, let's, uh, let's, let's
0: let's stop that and uh, let's talk some football transfer rumors. So, like I said, two weeks of interviews, we thought it would be a good idea to talk a little bit about football and transfer rumors today. Um, yes. not much to talk about again uh, last time we did this I, I said that that there wasn't too much to talk about when it came to Bishikdash. Uh we're going to start in alphabetical order and Besiktas is kind of uh, the least long uh, talking point we'll have so I think the biggest thing for Besiktas right now is just Tyler Boyd that's probably going to be announced this week um, for 2.4 million euros is currently being said Uh, Otachizgi has confirmed that and they're uh, generally the most reliable source when it comes to Bishikdash news. Um, So probably tomorrow I believe, Wednesday, there will probably be an announcement in regards to Tyler Boyd. Um, Apart from that, Bishikdash have also loaned out Kyle Lahren to Zoltowaregem. They have an option to buy for 2.5 million. And then of course today we heard uh, the Lewis Holtby rumors. Uh, He's in Turkey, in Istanbul right now, his uh, girlfriend is apparently Turkish, uh, but he is said to have scheduled a meeting with Abdullah Avci. Avci has followed his career, has followed him closely at, at Hamburg, and he's a player he's, he likes, but there'll be a meeting first, and depending on uh, the result of that meeting, Biskitesh may or may not make an offer. He is a free agent right now. I don't know if you guys have anything to talk about when it comes to Bishkek Do you want to talk a little bit about Tyler Boyd, or shall we save that for once it's uh, official?
1: Oh, well it's, it's kind of uh, impressive that um Jeremy Holt's Holtby's girlfriend Lewis Holtby's girlfriend has uh, had such a sway to <laughs> send him to Turkey for his job.
0: <laughs> Do you remember uh, Aaron Hunt he had a he was married to a I don't know if she was fully turkish but uh I remember he was heavily rumored for business a couple of years ago too and uh, he also had that uh Turkish uh, girlfriend slash wife uh, connection, so it's definitely not that oh, wow. out of the ordinary.
2: I'd like a small focus on Tyler Boyd. He's been playing at uh, Ankara Ankaraguji for mm-hmm. the last uh, season.
0: Yeah, six months. Uh,
2: yeah, six months last half half season. I've I've watched some games of Ankara Guji may Ankara had a great second half of the season. We we mm-hmm. we we could all agree on that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Partly due to the to the to the opening of the new stadium, which is by the way a great stadium for a club like that, uh, packed with twenty thousand uh, uh, spectators every time they play. Great, great atmosphere. Um, He's been having a great, uh, great time at Ankara Guju I really enjoyed watching that guy, mm-hmm. um, and I believe at the hands of someone like uh, Abdullah Abju, he can uh, go out and become uh, even uh, some. Well, I'd, I'd like to compare him to like someone like Edin Visca. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think, and and he has more speed than Edin Visca, and his ball control techniques. I do like him. I hope I sincerely hope uh, uh Besiktas will uh, will mm. sign him because he'd be a great addition to uh to the team and to Turkish league football. So uh, I think that's a very good transfer.
1: I, I so. totally agree. And there was a, there was a period um at the end of last season where every week he was either scoring or making a decision.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like
1: yeah. on on our show we were saying how he's kind of the most valuable player week in week out. So yeah. it's a real coup for Beşiktaş if they can pick him up for for such a small thing.
2: Yeah, and and imagine him at the hands of Abdul with
1: exactly right. Exactly,
2: he, he he's a good coach. So and, and, yeah,
1: and he switched allegiances to the USA now from uh, New Zealand as well. So yeah. So, so who knows, it might even be a good uh, good thing for diplomatic relations. between. <laughs> tables, yeah, <so. laughs> yeah. No fines from
0: oh. Tr- Trump as long as Tyler Boyd yeah, exactly. starts. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had a really good uh, gold cup in, in the group stages. Uh, the US fans were extremely impressed with him. Uh, it was kind of the bright spot for for them. And then suddenly, as soon as the, the knockout stage started, he stopped starting. And uh, they... There was a lot of outrage that he didn't come on uh, or didn't even start, but let alone come on against well, uh, Mexico in the final. Uh, so the the U.S. fans who were very unfamiliar with Boyd before the Gold Cup were immediately charmed by him. So that's a positive sign too. But
2: well, m- must be a great player playing instead of Boyd then, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, so so
0: so so I would tell the Galatasaray
2: board to get the guy who's playing instead instead of Tyler Boyd. I think Morris <laughs> from Seattle from the
0: Seattle Sounders <laughs> okay, <believe>. okay, 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 <laughs> great. But uh, I think that will be official um, this week, hopefully. So we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, next week. But I I agree with you guys. It's uh, an exciting signing. Uh, I don't think necessarily marquee. I, d- I don't think Bishesh really need that since they did manage to acquire Leitch permanently. They ha- still have Burak, of course, who was in great form, but he actually underwent surgery this yes. week, so he'll be out for a couple of weeks. He'll miss the first half of the training camp, so uh, we'll have to wait and see if he can start the season fully fit. Um, but Bishesh uh, with Halle definitely an interesting signing. He'll re- be replacing Quarezma on the right wing, most likely, but uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as it uh, gets official. But let's t- start talking a little bit about Fenerbahce. Um, they announced Max Kruse for Murder Bremen on a free transfer uh, last week, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Burak and uh, also Emre Bellozolo returns to the club. He'll be 39. In December, right? Or September, I'm not sure, but he's 38 right now. They also signed Altai Bajendir from uh, Ankara Guzzi for 1.5 million just yesterday. And then, of course, Vedat Muric, the big signing of this week, um, for 3.5 million from Cajko Sport plus four players. Um, so let's talk about uh, Max Kruse first. I think... Uh, Burak mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, and I uh, I said, like, oh, Max there's no way you can get him. I was under the impression he was a little bit younger, though, uh, in my own defense. Uh, I thought he was, like, 28 or something. But uh, great signing, for sure, great player. He's, uh, I think, something that they needed, but they it wasn't necessarily the fix for their goal-scoring issues. And maybe they got up with Vedat Muric. Now, Burak, I'm going to throw to you first. What what's, what are your thoughts about uh, Federmak's uh, transfer window so far?
3: Well, it's been full speed ahead, pretty much. I mean, as soon as we drop the news of Max Kruse, it just seems to be signings uh, after one another. Um, Interesting, seeing as there's still no news from UEFA on the the, the result of our investigation, the, the financial fair play, which we've not met the break-even for this season, which was the the goal. So I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there. But a lot of these players have come to us on, on a free or for not a lot of massive expenditure, and with the rumoured sale of Elif Elmas to to Napoli for €50 million, which I'm sure we'll touch on in in a short while, um, even if we do have a sanction imposed as you can only buy what you sell, then the sale of Elif should cover um, what we're purchasing. But with regards to uh, Mad Max, as we've um, dubbed him now, he's our deli. we've lost the Dilly of Lugano. So, obviously, Mad Max is here. Um, very happy with the signing. I, I expect him to play maybe uh, just off the forward, not in a, a lone striker type of role, although he can operate there. I don't see him playing as an out-and-out striker um, for us in the upcoming season. Uh, last season with Werder Bremen, uh, 11 goals, nine, 9 assists as well, which I'd like to to point out. So, it's someone who can score and create, which I'm, I'm very happy because we were just lacking that last season uh, completely. Um, and he comes with international pedigree and, and experience and, and class. So uh, very happy with the signing. I'd like to, honestly think the board have been doing some great work behind the scenes with whatever negotiations they've been using. It's good to see uh, Selahat Barki, the board member, uh, involved in all of these transfers. Obviously, he's a very successful uh, businessman and he was running... Uh, the the on, board member at Sheffield United of England in the the Championship two seasons ago, um, so he came to Fanerabachi last season as a board member. So it's good to see him involved in a, a lot of the transfer dealings. And I think um, Comolli has um, had a, a good influence both in in transfers and in the work behind the scenes with trying to develop the the academy and and youth setup for us. But with the to, yep, very happy with uh, the signing of uh, Mad Max uh, number ten. Unless, of course, we sign Miss Özil. Blah blah blah. You know, not going to happen, guys. Just stop dreaming. And so he's our uh, he's our new number ten. I'm not sure if he he's going to operate in a classic number ten role, um, like the I like, think it's more a
0: Del Piero number ten type.
3: Um, I think so. Off, off the striker, uh, maybe he'll have liberty to to float around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like I say, I, I fully expect him to, to chip in with some, some some goals and assists for us this season, which coming season which will be much much needed after after last season as yeah. well. So um, looking forward to seeing him play in the Audi Cup at the end of July when we we play Bayern Munich, I believe, on the thirtieth of July. So um, until, up until then, there'll be training, so it'll be good to see him get a run out and see how he plays and what type of system we're going to try and use him in.
0: And Vedat Muric is probably going to be that number nine, uh, that striker. Uh, Khan, you were saying off air you were uh, quite uh, taken by him? You're you're a fan of Vedat Muric. Am I correct in saying that?
2: Well, it's a bit exaggerated if, to call me to be calling me a fan, but uh, but I was actually um, responding to uh, to the, the sentiment which I uh, saw uh, by a great deal of the of the Galatasaray fans. Uh, Missing out on this uh, transfer, um, they're missing out on uh, Vedat Muric. But uh, and now they're bashing his qualities. But I think that's not fair. It's it's a very good player, and certainly for that sum of money, you you'll be paying three and a half million, and you're getting red, rid of four players. You you don't have to pay for anymore, uh, no more salary, and you're getting back someone with uh, uh, with with speed, with technical skills. Uh, he's a very good header uh, I think he's good in the combination uh, he has a lot going for him and uh, I really do enjoy watching him so uh, if that is making me a fan I am a fan okay but um, and, and he he's only like 24 or 25 um, I think uh, he will uh, certainly, uh, he has the mm-hmm. potential to to become uh, 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 a star at Fenerbahce. Uh It can go the other, the other way as well, because it's, uh, after all, it's uh, uh, Kaduköy. Yes. yes. Uh, and so the pressure is very high. But something tells me that this guy can handle the pressure uh, I'm, 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 I'm sensing this with him and uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's he's very uh, agile for his length sometimes he reminds me of uh, of young color do you remember him uh, guys young color <laughs> of course yeah? well young color uh, was yeah, the c- of course. Yeah, Jan Koller was the kind of guy. He was. You saw him play. You say. You said, "Well, no way, this guy can be that technical with with this height." But mm-hmm. he was. And I got the same feeling with 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 uh, with Murić. So I think it's a very, very, very good signing. And I, I wish we we
3: had him. So I'm uh, I'm perfectly honest about that. <laughs> and yeah, seven, seventeen goals and, and, and eight assists as well, which yeah, I, no. I'd like to point So, so yeah. both combination of of Mad Max and. And Vedak, yeah. you know, deadly, I just deadly. hope it, it. Well, you know, he scored more goals than all of our centre forwards combined, and then some, yeah. last season. So I'm just, I'm quite excited to see him link up with Man Max and whoever else we we choose to bring in. But I cut you off, as I'm um, sorry, um, well, over to you, my friend. Yeah.
1: Well, no, no, I was just going to kind of um, kind of point out and expose the taste of sour grapes from most scholar fans who are, are talking yeah. about yeah, um, that yeah, much because he he's. He proved himself in the latter half of last season. Everyone was um, waxing lyrical about him. And suddenly he's linked to us and people are getting excited about him. And then he goes to Femme Kind of a bit unexpected. I still actually thought he was going to sign for Gala. But when yeah, he Gala, also, suddenly I'm... people are saying, oh, this guy's useless. He's the Diagne, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he's going to finish anything like Diagne. He's got all the fundamental mm-hmm. characteristics and qualities to be a success there. Um, Absolutely. And, and, Absolutely. And, 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 and as for Mad Max... That's exactly the type of transfer I expected us to make. Yes. Um, so again, I mean, four marks for Fernando on those two signings, and 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 I wish um, I wish we had the foresight to go for both of them.
0: And yes. uh, even if Muric ends up uh, having struggling for goals, he's still the type of player that's going to be useful on the pitch with his work rate, uh, with his ability to hold up the ball and uh, allow the team to. Uh, just you know catch up and and catch a breath it's just a it's a useful yeah. player even even if he doesn't end up being uh the nine that Fenerbahce are looking for it's still the type of player that's going to be useful he's not going to be making a ridiculous amount of money Um yeah exactly. I think it's a good signing even if it ends up not being like a complete success I think he'll always be a valuable squad depth player even uh you
1: know exactly, I, I, I think. Um, so I always thought Soldado was a joke of a striker, even before he was. Okay, even before he came to Turkey, even while he was at ah, and, Valencia and Valencia he
0: was pretty and, good, man. And,
1: and, oh, I, I don't know. I just I never really caught caught my eye that much. But I think Vedat Muriş is better than better than him. So. You know, it's not a it's not a huge gamble from Fener's point of view. So I think it's a very good transfer all around.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I I would like to uh, come back to what uh, Burak said uh, about the uh, the Fenerbahce board, and uh, he was just uh, telling about this uh, person who was uh, in board and who uh, worked at Sheffield. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me now, but uh, yes, so uh, yes yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well. What a difference! It explains a lot uh, uh, if you compare that to uh, to the to the board uh, of uh, to the technical board of Galatasaray and uh, the persons who are uh, who are concerned with the transfer of Galatasaray, which will which will we be talking about uh, soon, uh, uh, shortly. Uh, but uh, uh, that's a very interesting point because you need that kind of people. You need that kind of people with that experience with that network. And uh, and then you can pull off uh, good things. So uh, yeah. and, and and in particular with Max Kruse, which by the way I uh, I saw once play live. Uh, I went to a game of Borussia Mönchengladbach, which is another club I support, and uh, I saw him play live. He was great. It's a great player. Certainly, it's it, he's a great addition, uh, just like Vedat Murich to to Fenerbahce. So good transfers, certainly.
0: Yeah, I think Max Kruse is immediately the type of player that is going to. Uh be one of the top technical players in the league um, all-round great quality player he's not gonna score 20 goals probably you never know of course um, but he's just something someone that's going to add so much in in terms of creative creativity up front for Fenerbahce and um, if it at Muric can make that jump because it's always a question whether a striker who's done well at an Anatolian team can take that step um, we, we, you know, we've seen plenty of examples in the past. Safir biri olgukan unal. Um, those types of players that, that take that step and it doesn't really amount to anything. But Vedat Muric has steadily been improving. He's he's come from the second division. Girishun went against really improved there. Um, at Rizaspor, he's gone through and developed himself further. So, it's a guy that's been, been scraping and, and clawing to get up to a higher level and I think this is going to be a very interesting move for him. For me, he would have been the perfect guy to to take the, the vacant striker spot at, at the Trabzonspor. I think that would have been a very logical next step for him um, but you know Fenerbahce right now the expectations they'll have are lower than they would be otherwise well they should be at least I think it's uh, it's a good time for him to sign for Fenerbahce in, the, in a new team that will be developing and uh, Emre Belazoglu is an experienced guy being brought back because they do have a young midfield with Elif Elmas uh, who news today from Sky Italia say is on his way to Napoli Uh, for 15 million but uh, my experience with Gianluca Di Marzio when it comes to anything relating to Turkish football is that he has a 90% track record of being full of shit so um, I don't know if that's going to end up being true but Fenerbahce definitely um, need a little bit of experience in that midfield I'd say Burak, uh, how do you see that shaping up is that still the weak link for Fenerbahce going into next season you think that that center of midfield
3: I'd probably say the defense more than anything, um, personally. Um, center of midfield this this season, um, even though it, it was lackluster, you still had players like Gileson, Mehmet Topal, Elef Elmas, Mehmet Tekiji doing an okay job. And of course, okay is not good enough for a club like Farabace, but I would. Worry more about the, the defence, um, defending from set pieces in particular, which just seemed all over the place. Um, but Emre is going to be a welcome addition. Um, like you say, 39 years old, but he did his recent, I think, the fitness test that players do at the start of the season. And he came back with a physical age of something around 27, 28. So the guy's kept himself in, in good shape throughout his career um, obviously injuries are going to happen when you're at that age things like groins and muscles not being as strong as they used to be you saw it a few times when I was playing for Basha not completing a full 90 minutes always seeming like he's in pain but it's the type of player that we need uh, in in the locker room you know, even if he's not going to be playing a full 90 or if he starts on a bench just to have him in the, in the locker room just shouting at people basically telling them what he thinks and giving everyone the well-deserved kick-up-the-arse that, that, that they need. Um, the young players being able to learn from him, the likes of Faraday if he doesn't go out on loan and Elif if he, if he doesn't go to, to Napoli. And these new players coming into the club as well, like Cruiser, uh, like um, Altai, like Muric, and just showing them what it means to play for a, the, a club of the the stature of Farabash, I think it's going to be a, a welcome addition. And the guy can still still play to, I think, a high uh, a high level. And going into next season, you know, I've not got any expectations of we're going to win the league, but certainly think we're going to be a lot more competitive than we were last season, which won't be hard, um, to be fair. But I'm expecting a lot more fight and grit about the team. And I think Emre is just a, a great signing to To bring that and to the whole club In general There seems to be a a bit of steam gathering So it's it's making us more positive But I I still worry about the the defence Personally rather than the, the central Midfield area
0: Okay, so the defence, uh, the weak link for you, Burak. But there's some rumours, of course. Uh, we still don't know exactly what's going on with Martin Shkertel. Uh Alexander Kolarov is, is heavily linked to Fenarbache. He did do his medical at, at Roma, of course, at that set standard. Uh, I mean, as long as you don't uh, have a transfer, you're going to do the medical uh, at the start of the, the preseason with the club you're still contracted to. So. Uh, but he's very likely to come in. Uh, I saw some rumours today, too. Simon Kjaer might be uh, an option on loan. I I don't know exactly. Please,
3: <laughs> I would I would take him over any other defender. So if it was a choice between say Kolarov, Skrtel, or Kaya, I'd bring Kaya back over any of those two. Simply because I just think he's still he's quality, he just marshals the defence really well. Mm-hmm. Um loved by Farabachi fans in the few seasons he had with us. And I I hope that he will return, but let's 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 wait and see.
0: It's a question whether or how feasible that is, of course. Of uh, course but today, yeah. there's another rumor that uh, that that came today: uh, Denis Turuch, three and a half million, Alper Putuk, and uh, Yasser, um his last name eludes me but uh, two players plus three and a half million is being said right now Kaiseri Spor uh, Kaiseri Spor's Denis Sturic is of course in his last year of contract with uh, Kaiseri Spor so they will be looking to offload him it's very likely that he will be making a move either to Fenerbahce or Galtrai this window and right now uh, rumors suggest Fenerbahce. Uh, Denis Sturic guys, good player, has proven himself throughout the past couple of years in Turkey, has uh, played both in the 10, has played on the right wing position has done well in every, all of those positions good set-piece taker, good crosser um, a little bit of a, of a dirtbag, you know, and likes to get in, uh, stuck in, likes to get a little annoying, get under other players' skin, that's what you need winner's mentality uh, also from Holland, of course, used to play for go-ahead Eagles in uh, the Dutch league, um Loser, would you like him at Galtrai, and how jealous are you going to be if uh, Fenerbahce swoop in and get him?
1: I'm a big fan of his and I think you described it pretty well. He's that kind of—he has moments of thuggery, which you, which you definitely need um, to ignite a bit of passion in the squad. So if we end up losing him to Fenerbahce as well, I'll be very devastated. Particularly when I think feel the only player that's come from us, uh, come to us from Fenerbahce has been Shiner. I think that's a huge disappointment and a huge imbalance in my expectations for
0: the summer transfer on there. And it really does seem to be a little bit of uh, Galtrai versus Fenerbahce early on in the, the preseason here where uh, predictions were that it was mm. going to be a lot between Bistec and Fenerbahce because obviously they have more work to do than Galtrye. Um And obviously uh, Bistec and Fenerbahce will probably go for lots of free agents was being expected. Agents like to offer uh, their clients to... Uh, The big Turkish club, so what you often see is guys getting offered around. And then uh, first the rumors come, well, you know, Besiktas want Player X. And then like two weeks later, it's like, oh, Fenerbahce are in negotiations with Player X. And then the fans get up in arms because, hey, they're stealing our transfer target. But the reality of the thing is that usually the agents are offering their (laughs) clients to... Uh, both or even more clubs. I remember with uh, Asamoa Gian, he was being offered to almost the entire yeah. Turkish league uh, yeah. when he, before he signed with uh, with Kayseri. But, um, well, this is definitely being shaped up to be a little bit of a, of a fight between well, Fenerbahce well, and Galtz right earlier. Well, Fenerbahce desperately
2: need to compensate for the terrible season they've had, mm-hmm. so uh, <clears throat> it's only normal that what they're doing right now, um, just imagine. That uh, Galatasaray would be taking all the players like uh, Fedat Muric and Denis Turić for the coming season. Mm. Uh, that is simply uh, uh, unacceptable uh, for Kadokoy at this moment. They have to. Uh, uh, they have to avoid. They have to. Uh, they have to avoid that. That Galatasaray is is making a big leap, and because mm. uh, 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 there is this danger of Galatasaray. Uh, 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 Putting distance between them and the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying like uh, uh, by mention proportions, but uh, it be the, the it, it could be the first step in, in that way. So Fanabachi and also Besiktas have to do anything in their uh, in their power to prevent that. So yeah. and I think and I think this is what Fanabachi is doing very well right now.
1: Yeah, no, they they deserve a lot of credit for that. And from their perspective, they're pulling all the right tricks. And we mentioned Dennis Turch, but also I guess we're going to talk about the young. Uncertain goalkeeper mm-hmm. as well, Altai. Altai of course, yeah. who again another one who Garza Sarai, Camp had been saying this could be the, a, a future goalkeeper for us. You know, is yes. getting a little bit older. He's expensive after all. Maybe bring him in, let him learn under his wing or whatever. Again, mm-hmm. another one that we've lost to Fernabuches. So, yep. so while I agree with with Carl's points about Fener doing all the right, making all the right moves from Garza Sarai's perspective, it's a huge series of setbacks in being able to construct a team and a squad that's going to be able to. To, to to create that 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 quality gap over the next yeah. few years because this is a great opportunity for us to do that to build the yes. board that can do that but we're missing yeah. all the tricks here
2: we're missing all the tricks and 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 uh, I think um, a lot of the transfers of Fenerbahce are not about their own plan but it's actually uh, uh, not entirely, but uh, for a good deal, it's uh, it's also about preventing Galatasaray from get from getting the good players.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, uh, yeah. and yeah, we've seen that in the past as well this, uh, with signing of guys like Stock. Um, Stock, yeah, uh, Ozan Tufan, who obviously turned to be a flop, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of thing about. that. But do you really
0: think it uh, applies this summer? Though I, I completely agree with you that in the past they definitely did a lot of that, but I think right now a guy like Denis Tulić is just someone they need. They need a, a good right winger, I think. So I they do. So I don't know if that they really do. applies here. I, you know, when they got stock, they didn't need stock; they just got well, him because well, they didn't want Galster to get him back. Then.
2: They but that was in a different time. Yeah, a different time. Very different time. Yes. Very different time. I could I could say that Fenabachi in the day and back in the day. How long was that? Two
0: thousand eleven. Like I six think that years ago. Then two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah the same so. summer that Cuadrjima uh, came. So Yeah. So. They were in a totally
2: different position. They were actually the dominant force in the league instead of Galatasaray.
0: And they had uh, the financial uh, advantage back then. I don't think anyone has the financial advantage now, which is interesting. uh, Because we're all seeing... Because we have to be realistic here. Uh, Galatasaray had a very big spending summer uh, two years ago. But they're holding back now too. Because if we look at their signing so far... They've been pretty um, low on, on spending f- fees, especially. I mean, okay, Ryan Babel's got a big contract. Um, but apart from Ryan Babel's big contract and, and Damas permanent signing, they've only spent €300,000 on Ozil who is who is, you know, someone will have to wait and see. But apart from that, they've been just making free signings. Fenerbahce is so far very active. Um, they've spent €4 million now, and they've... Uh, let four players go well I don't think this is completely finalized yet right Burak which players are going to end up going uh, to Rize I know Mansour's go of Ma- massour or what's his name and then a couple of other young players and these aren't big contracts they're offloading but then with this, this rumor of Denis Sturic 3.5 million it's a pretty big fee um, but i will just Potok, be happy
3: to get rid of Alpar Potok Yeah,
0: and his contract, because he and makes he's, quite a lot of money, I believe It's yeah. like 1.7, 1.8 million a year now I doubt that Kayseri Spore are going to pay that uh, in full no. I would imagine no. that Pay uh, hey, him your...
3: or something <laughs> Just get him off he's prov- I, Whoever signed into that new contract needs to be slapped around the face with You know, a cup of wet fish Anyway, <laughs> so just yeah, get Alpar Potok out of the club, please
2: Well, uh, I, I I understand where Burak is coming from. So, uh, but uh, you have to remember that what happened, like, was five years ago now. Um, this fight between Fenerbahce and Galatasaray, I, I remember uh, as Israel, even personally uh, uh, clinching uh, Alper Potuk from uh, from the uh, from Galatasaray's fist. <laughs> that was like five years ago, and now look what happened. So that's. Uh, it's
0: the same with Mehmet uh, Mehmet back that's, that's, in the uh, day. Same with Skoch. Yes. And yes. all those transfers have ended in the same way. They've all ended yes. up flops. Uh, so yes. I think I think what we can learn from from the past there is that don't just sign a player because your, your rival is about to sign him. I mean, I think yes. in the cases here, which Fenerbahce which with up Muric, they needed up Muric. Uh, they need someone like Derit which These are all fine, um, but don't go and sign, for example... Um, uh, let's say Galatasaray are getting you know they're they're, they're trying to get uh, uh I don't I don't think that's a that's a player that's you need right now given that they got Emre on the back of course there's a big gap in age there but I mean that would be the type of signing if you would go if they'd be going after him that kind of be a surplus right now I think they can use those funds elsewhere a lot better and that's the type of sp- signing out of spite almost I think that our Turkish, the Turkish clubs kind of need to go away, for, step away from that. And I, I was actually very surprised, and I hope I'm not going to jinx it. So knock on wood. But um, I was very surprised that none of the rivals went for Tyler Boyd and basically left Besiktas alone in this for as long as they did. I mean, I, I th- definitely think that Fenerbahce could have done with him. Obviously, Galtrai are kind of uh, in a good position when it comes to wingers. But we're just talking about Denis Turić here. I mean, Tyler Boyd, not the Turkish player, of course, but cheaper, um, younger they definitely could have gone for him too. And I know a couple of Fenerbahce fans who told me, I hope we're going to swoop in and uh, get him away from you guys in the last minute. But uh, thank God that has not happened yet.
3: <laughs> no, and plus there's still rumors of Gary Rodriguez. Yeah. That, that's that's supposed to be a, a done deal, supposedly. But there was just some issues which meant that he couldn't fly out hmm. um, when we wanted him to. So supposedly that's been a, agreed behind closed doors, which is another, you know, Good, good signing, another good winger uh, yeah. to bring in, um, you know, to bolster the squad um, with the departure of you in Valbuena.
0: Does it show a little bit of a limited uh, shopping window, or how should I put it, like going after those familiar faces? Or do you think that's just, you know what, they've, they know the league, it's a safe bet. Uh, we're just going to go after him as, instead of a 24 year old from the Championship who, uh, you know, in England or something, who who doesn't know what to expect f- from coming to Turkey.
3: I think it's a little bit of that because c- c- combined with the way that the last season went, you want to bring in people that are used to the the Turkish league. So, hence, you know, Emre Belezoulo coming back, Vedat coming in, going after someone like Denis Turic, looking at someone like Gary Rodriguez and Altai Bayenders as well just to, to point on him so I mean the last if you look at the last sort of two goalkeepers that Fenerbahce have signed that have ended up being our goalkeepers for a long amount of time like you know Rushter and following him or Volkan mm-hmm. Rushter played a couple of had played a couple of seasons at Antalya Sport I think he he Even was like recommended to Galatasaray at one point. Um,
0: no, he was um, about to sign with Besiktas for Besiktas, yeah, yeah. He was
2: he was he was to sign for Besiktas. I remember yeah. that. That was like oh. uh, when was that? Ninety-five or
0: something? Uh, something. I think so. Like yeah, yeah,
3: But He met yeah, with Fatiş Tedim, I think, a long time before that. Yeah. And um, he gave him some yeah. advice.
0: His son plays but, for Galatasaray, I believe.
3: Um, it could be my my, my sister actually uh, teaches his kids <laughs> in <laughs> Istanbul at um, uh, the, the school she teaches at it's quite funny she's got a picture of them that she sent to me actually um, a while ago I was like "Oh, have I forgiven him for joining yet?" Yeah, probably Probably have done. But, but yeah, the point, I digressed. The point I was making is uh, that had played uh, a couple of seasons in the Super League uh, for Antalya Sport, and I believe the same with Volkan Demiral had played no. season or two for Kartal Sport. Kartal,
0: yeah. yeah. he played for Kartal, but he had never played mm-hmm. in the Super League. I think he played like one or two seasons. And, mm-hmm.
3: but, yeah. but he had played professional football for a yeah, number of seasons, I know. That's true. So, and Altai, I think he only played about 17 or 18 games for Ankara Giuci. this season. But it was in the, the Super League, and people are saying, well, What about Barca? Give Barca a chance. And, uh, well, you know, if you look at Barca, he's not really played any games for Alton before it Five, came to I us think. either. Um, and whilst I would have liked him to have played last season, I think the, the thinking was don't put the young players in because of the way the season is going, because it might hurt their mentality. And it, then you're left with either a sink or swim scenario. So, people are saying, what's going to happen to Barke. Because I wouldn't be surprised to see him go on loan to a Super League uh, team this season, depending on what he wants to do career-wise. But I wouldn't even, you know, I was was half expecting him to go to Rizespor, especially with um, Ismail Kartal being Uh, the manager.
2: It's always been like young players, young Turkish players uh, at Fenerbahce. It's always been a problem i mean uh, it's it's th- th- there's a different culture uh, if you compare uh kadukoi or samandura uh before that it was Deraz, you, you you compare the the culture there to uh, Galatasaray or Besiktas the, the latter two have always been more youth uh, player orientated than Fenerbahce and uh, it's 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 different uh, playing for a young kid at Kadıköy at that stadium the pressure is extraordinarily high and uh, there's, there's there's been a few exceptions but not a lot so uh, in that, in that uh, perspective it's uh, it's yeah I think it's uh, it's a pity that someone like Birke is now at actually uh, uh, being surpassed by uh, by Altai and has to go on loan. Um, I don't know if you will ever see Berke again at, uh, at a, in a Fenerbahce shirt if, to be honest. So that's happened a lot in the, in the past decades. And, the, 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 and I've, I've... Yeah, uh, I think that's, uh, the, the, that's a kind of a problem. Of a, the, there's a different culture with Fenerbahce.
0: I don't think he's going to be happy. I'm pretty sure that he's yeah. very annoyed right now, Berke. I yeah. don't know if yeah. he... I think that relationship will have soured because of this. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he really pushes for a move away because there ha- But what I've always, you know, I do have to say I've always had question marks when it comes to Berke because we've been hearing since he was 16, 17 years old how big of a talent he was uh, and of course yeah. he's coming out of that talent factory which is Altenorde. But the yeah. puzzling thing to me was always he never really got a run as first goalkeeper there. They of course have Erje Kardeschler who's a good goalkeeper, but he's in his mid 20s, he's 24 25 years old. Uh, good goalkeeper, but I mean Berke was supposed to be the next big thing and yeah. we've seen a lot of really big talents come out of Altinodo, such as Genghis Under of course uh, Charles Soyunju. but those were all players at a very young age they were starting they were getting minutes for them and they then took that next step in their career but Berke never took that step there was always these rumours Manchester City interested this club interested that club interested but he never really played I mean he's got five professional appearances as far as I know um, and that's it for, for, for Altinodo. So and then be- and then, is
2: it, it is a big risk to go to a club as, uh, like Fenerbahce.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. So, I think he yes. should have taken a step in between. Or yes. he should have gone abroad to a smaller club in a bigger league. Um, yes. Like what ultimately Chaler did. Huh? Going to Germany to a smaller club. And then making that next step into the Premier League. Which uh, thus far hasn't really panned out. Um, which Mary Demiral did. Going to uh, a small club in Italy. And now, of course, making that really big move to Juventus. But with, with, with Berke, I don't know. I've always had those question marks. So much hype. But we've never really seen anything. Uh, so maybe Fenerbahce have seen enough in training. Maybe Fenerbahce have just, you know, the, the coaching staff have just said look this isn't going to be the next rüştü this isn't the next volkan we need to go for altai he's got a better chance so that's the question i'm i'm set with of course we had those puzzling quotes that uh, burak brought up i think 2 3 weeks ago where ersun said something like look at uh, rüştü look at uh, look at when rüştü took over from engin look when uh, volkan took over from rüştü these guys were in their mid 20s uh, they had experience this and that they were 24 25 years old and i remember Burak, you were kind of annoyed by that, I think, by those quotes. Um, because, of course, you know, I get the I get his logic of putting a 19-year-old, putting all that responsibility on his shoulders. But I don't really think there's that much of a difference putting all those responsibilities on Altai's shorter shoulders either. Uh, so I don't know what you're expecting, Burak. Do you think Altai is going to be the starter this season? Do you think it's still going to be Volkan? Is it going to be uh, Harun? What's going to happen here with the keeper situation? Because I think you still have... Uh, what's his face under contract too? Um, oh,
3: Carlos Camini. Yeah, is he
0: still oh, under contract God. too?
3: He is, I think, for another season. Okay. Um, now, so you have uh, like uh,
0: 20 goalkeepers.
3: Uh, yeah, we got enough for like uh, uh, 11 aside first each other. <laughs> um, so I don't know, that's just ridiculous that we got that many goalkeepers. But obviously some of this is the legacy left over. So you're going to have to maybe just... Put up with it for another mm-hmm. season, you know, cleaning out any more deadwood um, left over from the past regime. So, I, yeah. I expect Altai to start. I yeah. expect him to start the season. I, I think he might start against Bayern Munich in the Audi Cup, with maybe Harden playing the 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 other game afterwards the next day. But I fully expect him to be the number one.
0: Okay, going uh, forward. Have you and seen much of Altai I this season? By as way? Well.
3: Um, I've seen him play in a, a few games for Ankur Gudja, and like I say, I can't say I've been watching him very, very closely. But you know, I, I think he's, I think he's better than Harun. Um Yeah, he, he had a great game against
2: Bashak ba- Shahir. I remember. Yeah, the 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 play uh, the game he had uh, when they played Bashak Shahir, he 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 was fantastic. I watched him. He
3: was uh, he was fantastic. So I think if you have him coached by by Volkan, not coached exactly, but you know brought up to speed with what it means to be a goalkeeper for Ferroviario by Volkan Demirel, having there as almost like a a mentor of such, just teaching him the way of of the club and how to act. Rather than how to goal keep, because Vulcan shouldn't be teaching him on how to keep goal. <laughs> judging based on his, you know, last few seasons, but it's good to have someone like there, like an old sort, like having an an Emmer there is going to be good for say a the Far to potentially Max Cruiser, and anyone else we decide to bring. I think Volkan is going to be good for uh, Altai because I think he's going sh- straight into that number one spot. Like come the start of the season, that's what I want to see anyway.
0: And I'm just curious on your guys' takes on Altai because there's he is being pumped up now in the media. Fenerbahce fans are who've probably never seen him play except for that one game against Fenerbahce are, of course, making him into the next big thing. now. I'm just curious as to your opinions. I know uh, he's been linked to all of our clubs. He's been linked to Bistesh Kaltrai, Fenerbahce, uh, like a month or so ago. He was supposedly... A deal was done with Bistesh. And I have to say... I did not want him because I've seen him play uh, five, six times and two of those times I thought he was terrible. Uh, especially because his footwork, his, sorry, his footwork seems very uh, subpar, which a modern goalkeeper definitely needs. I've, I, I, you know, My good friend Nadim Raja, who's of course an Ankara Guju fan, you guys might know him from Twitter too, uh, Ankara Guju Iskocha is his uh, handle, I believe, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen him tweet. Uh, and he's been pumping him up for the last six months or so, and telling me, "Oh, this guy is better now than Gokhan Akan was at that age, because I'm a big Gokhan Akan fan. You know, He's a goalkeeper, I, I think he's really good. Um, so that's kind of been my revelation of the season in terms of goalkeepers. And Nadim's been saying, look, this guy, we had Gokhan when he was 20, 21. And this guy is better now than Gokhan was at 21. Gokan is a better goalkeeper now, but Altai is better now than Gokhan was at 21. So I've been paying attention to him early on, and there's just so... so you know, those types of blunders, really, like a Jeng Gunan used to do when he was at Besiktas. And... That's why when we were being linked with him, I was kind of like, no, I'd rather just stick with Karius. Um, So I don't know what your guys' impressions are, because I'm seeing so much, oh, this this guy was amazing, this guy this, this guy that. But I've seen some less amazing things from him. So I'm just curious, for those of you who've who've watched him play a couple of games, what your general impressions were. Khan, of course, just said that uh, he really impressed him against Bashakshi here. Uh, Uzra, I don't know how much... You saw of of, of Altai how much you paid attention, of course, because you have to pay attention to goalkeepers to really, uh, especially footwork uh, and stuff like uh, that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, uh, in terms of footwork, I mean, I I guess you're talking more about the goalkeeper being the the starting the attacks and that kind of thing and, and, and passing. Or do you mean in terms of his positioning? Cause Compo- composure, I, I, I
0: heard... composure when he gets the ball played right. back to okay. him. Um, how how calm can he stay when a striker is putting him under pressure? When he's got the ball at his feet, um, his ability to kick the ball up the field and not kick it out every single time, like Tor Gazin yeah. is a, is, a, is a professional at doing. He's yeah, the best yeah. ever uh, kicker <laughs> into the stance. Absolutely. The thing tremendous.
1: is, I, I think I think a lot of this stuff can be refined uh, with a good goalkeeping coach and, and just a bit of time and patience. Um, these are things that relate to composure and decision making, and to an extent, kind of the physical act of like kicking the ball to the right place. So that all of this stuff can be can be uh, refined over time. I think some of these fundamentals are in place that that should position him quite well. For example, he's almost two meters tall. I think he's about six foot six. Um, he does have a very kind of strong, commanding presence in front of the goal. The goal he makes the goals look small, and I think as a twenty one year old having the kind of physical presence mm-hmm. in goal is really useful, particularly when um, faced with set-pieces, when, when doing that final position behind the, your back four. So I think he's got some of the fundamentals in place. If he just needs, if he's just in a position where you can develop his additional skills, additional att- attributes a bit more, then he should be a lot better. I mean, he unlike Berke, as you guys correctly said, didn't really play that many professional games anyway. Kind of just signed for Fenerbahce on the back of his hype. Alta has actually had um, some I don't know 30 games maybe just under 30 games playing professionally for Ankara uh, also. 16
0: this season I don't know okay. exactly how much he played last year I think he played a little bit in the second division too right so, uh... right
1: okay yeah that makes sense so let's say around 3616 in the super League then but he also played for Turkish under20 team in, yeah. in uh, the Toulon, Toulon tournament last summer I think as well so he's got he's kind of on the right trajectory to be to become a successful player. Whereas Berke there kind of lack some of those fundamentals. So, I think, yeah, he, he's sure he, he's not the, he's not the finished product at all. But the um, deficiencies that you identified can be worked on quite quite easily, I think.
0: Okay, um, Burak, your thoughts? How much did you see him play? Uh, what what are you a little scared now by what I said? <laughs>
3: No, no, not at all. Like I say, I've not, no, can't remember seeing him play too often for like a full ninety minutes. But like I say, what you catch in the the highlights and then the the reviews of the matches afterwards, um, you, obviously you see a few horror performances with like you say bad footwork, kicking the balls into touch. But I am excited. Um, I don't think he's going to be. Orishter or a Volkan straight away and I think the fans like we have to be patient and know that uh, We have to expect that there will be some mistakes Um, Obviously the the nature of them is going to be important whether it's a mistake that costs us a game or costs us uh, costs us three points, costs us two points. Um, you know, what I mean if it costs, you know, if we're winning and he lets in one and it's a draw, or if we're lo- if it's a draw and then he lets but, one in then, by mistake, but and by a mistake and we don't, lose.
1: Don't forget that um don't forget that Volcan de Miron has lost you ten seasons. So And <laughs> it,
3: indeed, so we we used to, you know, go goalkeepers going off the the beaten path a little bit, but I think uh. the fans we just have to realise that, you know, we've got an exciting uh, young goalkeeper here and, and with the right You know
2: I agree I agree client,
3: He can uh, be uh, uh, You know Potentially Our goalkeeper For the next 10 seasons
2: I agree And and, and about Volkan Because uh, I As a Galatasaray fan <laughs> Most Most of the Galatasaray fans uh, Despise Of, of Volkan but I, I, I never despise him. I think he's quite humorous. I think uh, you have to give him that. He's, uh, he's, he's a funny guy at times. So you make.
0: I think when he well. was at his peak, he, but, he was uh, a very intimidating goalkeeper, to be frank. Well,
2: well technically, he yeah, wasn't. But technically, right? well, well, technically, he was a very, very good goalkeeper. I, I I rated him very high for for a very long period. Just remember the derby games against Galatasaray. He was like a uh, friggin' Dasaev. Uh, I don't know if any of you remember uh, Rinat Dasaev. He was a great, great Russian goalkeeper at the time. Uh. But but. <laughs> And I remember okay, the,
3: the I remember the <laughs> goal he lit in against Van Basten in the this yeah, yeah, year.
2: Yeah, okay, okay. But apart from that, Vulcan was technically a very, very good goalkeeper. But he la- he had mental issues. I think we can all
0: agree on that. So, yeah.
2: uh, uh, but uh, well,
0: yeah. Well,
2: he is Turkish, so he's Turkish. <laughs> yeah, very Turkish.
0: <laughs> uh, well, let's let's quickly talk about one of those rumors, guys. How, as Galatasaray fans, how would you two feel about Gary Rodriguez heading to Fenerbahce on uh, on loan or permanently? Returned? No problem,
1: no problem for me. No problem. No, I I wouldn't <laughs> take it personally. It's, it's business, so fair enough.
0: Okay. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about in terms of Fenerbahce, Burak.
3: Uh, no, apart from the, these ridiculous rumours of Mesut Ozil, I think he's just been on. <laughs> he's just been on Sky Sports. That he, apparently they're trying to work out a way to loan him, and was asked to pay some of his salary, yeah. or and for Farabia fans to raise money for some of his salary, and it's just one of those nice little. Know, daydreams to have in the background whilst mm. the real the real stuff is going on, like the signing it's, of the it's, cruiser. It's the
0: Brits uh, who are, of course, in a transfer frenzy right now. Any transfer news? I mean. Uh, if you think Turks are bad, just look at at, at the Premier League fans, how crazy oh, they go God. in these in these transfer windows. Uh, I, think, I think they're probably uh, at odds with one another in terms of who's the most crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, of course, you know, Fotomatch putting out those types of things and then the, the English media picks it up and takes it serious. Oh, God, um, yeah. But I mean, I've seen a couple of uh, respected Galtzrai uh, reporters say, look, guys, right now with the current finances of the club, We all know Messi is a Fenerbahce fan, we all hope and and want him to play for Fenerbahce one day but this season is not the season. But then I ask myself, I think we can all agree he's kind of been on the decline for the last year or two or so and he's 30 years old already. I mean, when is he realistically feasible for Fenerbahce when he's like 34, 35 years old? Should Fenerbahce in three, four years' times not be a club that is not looking at 34, 35-year-old players want, to be their star anymore?
2: Uh, I have something to say about that, if, uh, if I may say it, if I may. <laughs> of course. Uh, I think Mesut Ozil, in his current form, he is absolutely no premiership material. Mentally... Wise not and, uh, uh, and and physically uh, as well. Mm-hmm. He is not premiership material. I, I don't know if uh, Burak, for instance, agrees on uh, what I'm saying now. Uh, I'm sure he's seeing more of the of the premiership than I have the, the last season. But uh, this is what I see, and I and I seriously doubt if uh, if Özil. Uh, you were saying, well, is he feasible? When would he be feasible for for Fenerbahce? Well let's say in two years i i i seriously seriously doubt if he then would be uh, Super League material because I think his downfall is uh, is horrendous. He has a mm-hmm. very, very big downfall and uh, I think there's no going back to his old form because uh, yeah. uh, I, I, seri- I, I I don't see him playing a, a much longer professional football. I seriously
0: doubt that. People say class is permanent but I really have the feeling with Mesut yeah. that he's mentally checked out and he has been ever since absolutely. they won the World Cup with Germany.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, and uh, if you if you if you want to succeed in the Super League, a lot of players go to Turkey and they think, "Oh, we can do it. We can." Uh, this is like a, a, a t- to, Mickey to Mouse the, League. Yeah. This is like a Mickey Mouse League for us coming from the Bundesliga or from the, the Premier or from uh, the Premiership. But it's not that way. It's a physically very very hard league, and mentally, and mentally you have to yeah. and mentally you have to be very strong because there's a lot of pressure. And I don't see. Mesut Ozil succeeding in, Kadeke, uh, in a in let's say two years. I think he's mentally he's, he, 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 he's, he's making a, a very uh, a bad impression on me. So I don't think I, I don't know if uh, any of you guys agree on what I'm saying
3: now. Well I think we should throw it to Ozil because he's our resident Arsenal fan. So. <laughs> yeah
1: and, I, and I've been uh, yeah it's been, it's been good that I've been on mute for the last couple of minutes because I was going to say this is the first time that Khan and I would have had a, a major disagreement on a player I think. <laughs> okay. Um, oh really? Oh really? The thing is, I, 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 Okay, so I've always been a huge Özil fan. Um, I was delighted when he joined Arsenal, and I always, to and to this day, continue to stick up for him when he gets abuse and criticism from the Arsenal fans and pundits. However, I am concerned that uh, he might not have kind of the physical, uh, sorry, the mental kind of robustness to to take on all this criticism and to kind of prove prove people wrong going forward because he's taken it for so much for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's. I think it's a strong statement to say that he's he's not good enough for the Premier League. I think I still think he's one of Arsenal's best players. Although that maybe says a lot about Arsenal's squad quality, which is arguable as well. But um, I definitely think that just given a little bit of nurturing, just given a little bit of confidence, he opens up um, and kind of detect, dictates play in a way that not very many players in the world can. Um, but if if, if there was there was ever an environment where he was to come to Fenerbahce, and, and I don't think it's going to happen this year, and I think he's staying at Arsenal. Let's say next season or the season beyond that, with the kind of um, the passion and the adoration that he'll get from the fans, I think that will make him take it up in a year as well. I think he's one of those players that plays very emotionally, uh, and he's not getting that kind of emotional nourishment at Arsenal, which is which is what's making his trajectory dip. You might
0: um, get that at, at Ferencváros, of course. Yeah, but. And, and
1: you might get that at Ferencváros, but but it's a good point that you raise um, about whether or not Ferencváros want to be the kind of club to to put their whole hopes on signing a 34 year old. Yeah, start, who yeah. Yeah. them. I, I don't do think there's anything Portugal.
0: wrong with signing yeah. a 34 year old. By the way, I think every team needs a little bit of experience, but I think in your key positions, like yeah. the, the the players yeah. that are supposed to push your team forward, you want to build around someone who's. Yeah, in Turkey you wanna build around someone in their prime, but not someone at the tail end of their prime or past their prime. I think you wanna build around a, a 27, twenty seven, twenty eight year old guy. Like like when Snyder first came to f to Galt's ride, that was perfect the perfect age yeah. for to build yes. a team around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and oh god, yeah, I know, exactly. And then Igor Tudor and Dulsen Osbeck <laughs> screwed everything up.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did the, my
1: blood boil, just thinking but, about uh
2: but uh, for Ozil, uh, uh, the best thing to do, in my my opinion, and I, I believe Ozil will certainly disagree about what I've got to <laughs> say right now. But uh, forgive me for that, Ozil. Uh, I think uh, a return to Schalke would be, a good, would be a good thing for Mesut. Go back to Schalke, and uh, I think he, will, he, he has a good chance of prospering there again. So uh, that's my advice uh, when it comes to Mesut.
0: Okay, let's move over to Galtzray, unless anyone has anything to add on uh, this, these Mr. Isil, uh, rumors. I don't think there's anything else that we really have to talk about. We spoke about Denis Turic. Uh, Alexander Kolorov, I think that's going to happen, but we'll ha- we'll talk about it when it happens. I think that would be a great signing just uh, between the four of us. Uh, but let's move over to Galtzray, because there's something to thing. talk about sorry there, to, too. Yeah,
3: sorry, go ahead. One, one, one more thing. We do not want Shokradan Mustafi. He can fuck right off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, he's a horrendous player. absolutely agree on that, yeah. Oh, please get
2: him, please. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Personal uh... recommendation for him to
0: join.
1: Oh,
2: man. (laughs) Fenerbahce.
0: (laughs) So, uh, so far, Fenerbahce are um, on 5.75 million spent, if I'm not mistaken... 5.75, 5.75, it seems like a lot, but, uh, whatever. Um, so let's move over to Galtry are on 5.3, 5.3 million spent right now. And of course, uh, I think their, um, arguably biggest signing so far has been Ryan Babel on a free transfer, uh, from Besiktas, because he was on loan at Fulham. So, uh, he's technically he was still a Besiktas player. So Galtry signed him on a three-year deal, uh, worth nine and a half million. Um, steep deal, good player still, uh... I think in the last two and a half, three years of his career, he's really had a career resurgence. He's gotten back into the Dutch national team for the first time since 2011 or something absurd like that. He's a starter now for Holland. Um, Had a really good first six months at Besiktas. Uh, Good first full season at Besiktas. Last six months at Besiktas weren't that good, but, you know, circumstances. Uh, Did really well at Fulham. Uh, Did really well at at Deportivo La Coruña as well for six months. Um... I think it's a good signing, free transfer, but you're paying him quite a lot of money. But you know what? I mean, if you have that wage budget to be allocated there, then by all means. Uh, apart from that, I really haven't spent a lot. Haven't been spending a lot on wages, haven't been spending a lot of the transfer fees. And Dama's, uh transfer was made uh, official, $5 million paid upon uh, the 3 million that was already paid on, on loan fee, so 8 million total fee, uh, so 5 million now, so that'll count towards this transfer window in terms of financial fair play. Um, and apart from that, you only sa- signed Valentin uh, ozomwa for a Nigerian 20-year-old, uh, for 300,000 euros, and the rest of it are all free transfers. Adam Buick uh, from Malatya Sport, 31-year-old attacker, striker, uh usobera from Fenerbahce, 29-year-old, right back on a free as well. Jimmy Durmas, 30-year-old, uh, Swedish international, of course, I think he came from Toulouse, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, so, I don't know which you guys want to delve into first in terms of the official transfers. Um, Emre Moore, of course, that's Ye- not 100% yeah. official yet, but that's looking like a done deal. Very, very likely. likely,
1: very likely. Yeah, very likely, yeah. I, I think, it, well, it, aside from Emre Moore right now, I agree with everything you said about uh, Ryan Babel and his Kind of mini renaissance is experiencing right now, um, but I, I don't think you can necessarily justify uh, his extortionate contract for the next three years based on his his recent resurgence. I think it's way, way, way too much money. Um, mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, but when thirty-two-year-old Ryan Babel, who is effectively a Bashir Dash reject, is your headline signing of the summer, I think I there's call a real would
0: still...
1: a problem. Well, I think he would still uh, sir. Uh, sir.
0: Uh
2: we were just in the transfer window uh, uh, last winter. We were getting a nice taste of uh, uh not very well-known young players like Luis Dama and especially Marcao. Th- those were great surprises. I was actually expecting to go further on that on that uh, uh foot but uh nothing of that at all. Agreed, I, I, agreed. I, I'm very disappointed about, it, aren't you either?
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And so we we as you say we we set up ourselves for this kind of new project of going around scouting young exciting unknown yeah relatively young players and then to plow all this cash into 32 year old ryan bubble yes it, there's something doesn't make sense somewhere on top no. of that you've got all these 30 plus uh anatolian oh. wanderers like adembuyuk <laughs> etc yeah so well he well, well he's, right. he's right he's,
2: he's right he's right i'm I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm seriously concerned about the age of the players on the yeah. squad yeah it's gone up. It's gone That's up. Not uh, a point, So, it,
1: it, it, so uh, where's the planning well, element? Who, who's making these transfers? Who's the? What's the philosophy? What's the vision here? There doesn't seem to be anything.
2: Well, if you want me to open a book about that, I, I just, I just start. Um, look. Um, Fatih Terim has been idolized by the Galatasaray fans and rightly so also by me because he's a very special uh, person in Turkish football uh, 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 he has a lot of uh, championships to, sh- to show mm-hmm. so that's all okay but uh, he's not been very very successful at uh, uh, at getting the good players to be honest i can i can call a lots of uh, transfers which have been uh, b- which have been flops Mm. Uh, so, uh, in that sense, I'm not very, very convinced that Fatih Therium's, uh technical or uh, squad can do the job. So uh, and, I'm, and I'm seeing this again uh, he has been throughout his career he has always been he has like a focus on, 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 on Turkish players which are experienced and aged and, uh, and uh, you see th- th- you see that his whole career so uh, I'm, I'm very afraid it's going to happen again and then we'll end up with, a, with, a, with an overaged uh, squad uh, with, 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 with very mediocre players so uh, it seems to be that uh, it seems to be happening again I I hope I'm. I I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but uh,
1: yeah. Likewise, and and I think the problem. The other problem with him is that he surrounds himself with yes men, so he doesn't challenge. He's never challenged. True. uh, For any of these, any of these decisions, transfers, or tactics, or or anything like that. And there's no one in the club's hierarchy to do that either. Tactical, your plan. Exactly. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. bam. Yeah. Unfortunately, that philosophy resonates all throughout the club, not just with. Transfer and tactical decisions. I mean, when you only have a guy like um, Albarak, who is who is. Oh, he's terrible. He's I I I
2: I so much dislike that guy. I know. He's I know he's, he's he, he he he's 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 like an insult to us. Exactly. Did you
1: to guys us. see
0: that video? Oh, oh my
1: god! <laughs> oh my god! He's such an insult to kind of yes. any Galatasaray fan with a brain. Yes. Uh, and and it's such a shame because we need guys. Who are competent? Who have the network that you guys discussed before? That Fanerbruch are kind of employing that. Yes, that, that networking. Um, um, the competent guys in the board. We don't have anybody like that. Well, uh, and that's why we end up signing these these guys who you know they're, they're buddies of someone who's knows Adam Buke's agent, and you know he's mm-hmm. given a you know cheeky bonus here and there to bring him yeah. to the club.
2: Well, yeah. Al Barak, Abdulrahim Al Barak, is for me is 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 actually. Uh, a striking representative of of turkish society Brother. which is which which is which is built around around clientelism yeah. uh and and not about merit nothing with merit but everything on clientelism and uh and 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 that that guy has no international network he is, he runs a transportation comp a public transportation company uh a part of Apart from that, he has no knowledge of the game. He has no knowledge of of, of, te- of technical players, and uh, I, I I mean he's a he's a he's he's, he's actually quite ignorant of the game.
1: Yeah. So
2: uh, uh, and uh, Galatasaray fans are, are are now in heaven because they've clinched uh, two titles in a row, and I think. That it will go on, but uh, they have to wake up. It will not go on, because they're not making the right decisions. They're not contracting the right players, and they're not investing in the future. And they're certainly not investing in the in the coming season. Exactly, I hope. Exactly. I hope. I hope I'm proven wrong. But yeah. uh, well,
1: what I I've seen, I, th- I think. Yeah. Th- I, I agree with you completely. And and it's it's interesting that having won two back to back titles, appearing in the Champions League again you know yes. on paper everything should be positive and we should be saying positive things but there aren't enough people like us who are saying yes. saying it like it is in the Galatasaray community in within the jamia everyone's yes. got the rose tinted spectacles on and no one is saying truth and unfortunately if, if they don't wake up and if they don't start putting some sort of plan together then not only are we going to be uncompetitive in the super league but we're going to be mince meat in the champions league
2: we're going to be smashed yeah. i mean i mean if we go with this squad and, and and last year we had a very favorable draw.
1: Yeah, and, and, well, and we actually, totally uh, it was
2: actually we totally messed it up, and it was the best draw one could have. And uh, but it's not going to happen this year. This year, uh, I think if we if we draw a, 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 a few good clubs, then we get smashed. Yeah. It's going yeah, yeah. to be an embarrassment. It's going to be an embarrassment with this really squad. Really.
1: And and, and that this so far during the podcast, we've discussed players coming in. But there are players in the club who we expected to be long gone by now, who are still hanging around, like Wagner, yeah. for example. I don't know what the hell's going on there. He has, he was this close to going to Saudi Arabia. He was offered four million, he accepted. Last minute, he changed it to five. Now he's hanging around. I mean, don't, I don't blame him for not wanting to go to Saudi Arabia. That but... Sounds like babble. <laughs> well,
0: when we were, uh, we, but... we almost sold him to. Well, I think it was Flamengo uh, last year for seven million. We even reported it to Cap, and then the bastard uh, pulled out. Uh, quite uh, I heard
1: seven uh,
0: seven
2: I, I I heard there were some uh, financial problems in the Saudi Arabian league mm. uh corruption investigation and so forth and uh uh, uh interested club uh, which one was
1: it uh, was Al Hilal al-, al Hilal, uh, Hilal. yeah
2: al-, al nasser I don't know so they put so they pulled back unfortunately for us cuz uh, yeah. I, I I can I think we all agree that this is the worst signing in, uh, yeah. since uh, Ali Lukunku, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, oh. and and Ali Lukunku that was was, what, what, was, a, was a sympathetic guy, and, Jack yeah, Nez, is, and Jagna isn't. Him. Jagna exactly. isn't is a total asshole yeah. and uh I, the first first game i saw him i said this is this is this is not a good footballer he he, he can't even he i i don't he has he has zero knowledge about positioning he has no uh, technical skill he, he cannot even uh, dribble the ball i've never seen something like him before yeah. how on earth did he score 30 goals it's incredible. It's, it's a miracle i i, I don't
3: know it's <laughs> oh, i mean i mean
2: helps I mean, what, a, I'm, what
3: a guy what
2: are they? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Burak, you, you as a Fenerbahce fan of fan, you would be pulling out your hair seeing a player like that. Yeah, okay, you had Slimani, but believe me, Slimani, he had a, he had a terrible season because he had, he was not yeah. fit. But normally he's a much better player than he's Jack. May. He's a
0: good May. striker. Normally. He's a
2: good. Normally he's a much better player than uh, Jack May. Much much better. I, I I'd have Slimani not right now.
3: Any time. You take him, on yeah. Leicester if you want. I uh, just just year, cross just cross him the ball. He's great in the box if you can get him, feed him crosses for headers. But I mean, did you see that um, Instagram live video that Jagner did earlier and all the comments from the Galatasaray fans was just saying what go goes go, go.
0: what an embarrassment, <laughs> <laughs> what an no, embarrassment. To go home or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, I'm to South, I'm go to Saudi Arabia. Go to Saudi
3: Arabia. Yeah, is he isn't he at the African Cup of Nations right now, Jagner?
2: Yeah, yeah but he doesn't he's not playing. He's not, playing.
0: he's
3: not Brian playing. He, he they, just, um, yeah, he's not playing. He's going on Instagram live and getting abused.
0: He very uh put <laughs> off by that by the way, because he issued a statement like last week on Instagram where he's like, I'm not going anywhere, I'll I decide my future or something like that. So he was pretty I don't think his rela- even if he if he stays, I think his relationship with the fans is gonna be so soured. Mm. I don't think that's gonna
2: Yeah, but you're talking know. you're talking about a guy who's not even showing up at the celebration of the title. Uh, Who didn't uh, uh, really? No, he yeah. wa- he wasn't. Oh God, he wasn't. He wasn't there, and and I don't know the reason. Do, do you know the reason? Was no, there? Why no, no, wasn't I, he there?
1: I, I'm really not sure. Uh, it wasn't. I didn't really dig too much into it at the time. I just thought that that was the final signal that we needed to know that he was on his way up. I thought he can't come back from this. The fans mm. weren't allowing him to come back from this. Knowing Terry,
0: uh, he won't allow him to come back. From well,
1: that's, that's that's the other thing. Yeah, now, I, Terry must be livid as well. Because I don't think that he was even in Terim's top five, top ten uh, choices for the transfer back in January for a striker. Well, tournament.
2: certainly not. And, I, and let me tell you something. Eren Derdiok is a much better player than
1: Mbi Jagne.
2: So... I think uh, we could have kept the ten million in our in our pockets, yeah. and, and, and 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 give the and give the, the benefit of the doubt to Aaron Dardio, which is uh, he's it, for instance that uh, he was much more loyal to uh, to the club than Mbai Mbaija. Absolutely,
1: agree. really
0: weird how he was treated. I mean, I think he was a fine yeah. second choice striker. Uh, yeah, of course he earned too much, but that's not his fault. Um, yeah, it was a, th- very weird how he was uh, ousted. I, I think uh,
2: Aaron Derdiok is, is, is uh, age-wise not, but uh, otherwise uh, on par with someone like Vedat Moric, which will not be the first striker of Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce will get another uh, good striker, uh, a, a, a high-level striker uh, uh, as well. But uh, I think Aaron Derdiok, uh, he would be a, a great addition to uh, to a really good striker for Galatasaray. So uh, I still wonder what, ha- what happened there.
0: Mm, yeah. And uh, let's uh, see, uh, Jimmy Durma's guys, any opinions on that? I mean, I guess you already kind of said it. It's all kind of Anadolu wanderers. Um, (laughs) We almost had another one, uh, Yusuf Erdogan, but that apparently blew up. Yeah, Uh, I am some Yeah, he he posed in a Galtzerai shirt, and apparently Fatih Terim wasn't too keen on that, and just said, nope, closed the door on him, apparently. Kasim Pasha,
2: I've heard he's now a, he's mm-hmm. joined he's joined Kasim Pasha. That's the last thing I've read. All right. Must well, be
0: very sour for that kid, though. I yeah. always I yeah. always liked him. He was oh, very close to a move to Tesh uh, two years ago, but Trabzonspor uh, last minute said no. We want like two million for the guy, and then Bishop said no. We're not doing that. We're not gonna pay that type of money. I think that was like the season that we basically let them have all J for free. So uh, I think Besiktas were kind of expecting. Well, you know what? You scratch my back, I'll. <laughs> You scratch, uh, we scratch your back. You scratch ours, um, and that just you know. Thompson then came in with some high demands, and then just let him go basically wow. free to Bursaspor six months later or something. So
2: tragedy, tragedy though. What happened I, yeah. to to Burs, to Bursaspore, Isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's, it's a tra- tragedy. What a tragedy. Yes. <laughs> Karma. Uh, yeah. but I remember reading <laughs> a a, part, a piece uh, an article from from Yusuf and he was like, "Well, you know, one day I was called and said you're going to Besiktas. I was packing my bags. I was ready to go, and suddenly last minute they said, "No, you're not going." And I don't I never knew what happened. I never got a call, never got an explanation. So it, it just it made made him very mm, it, it, it endeared him to me in the in the sense of like, I I can understand that a player like that who never seems to cause any trouble within a club, uh, of course, he almost walked off the pitch at Bursa, but that wasn't his fault at all. I mean, he was being completely yeah. antagonized by their fans. Um, I don't know. I just feel sorry for the guy. I think he was really happy that he got this move to Galatasaray, probably, and then it, it ends up blowing up in the water, and now he's going to end up at, at Kasim Pasha, another club with no fans. Uh Although I think it's a fun environment to play in for a player like Yusuf, but we'll have to wait and see because, of course, they have Mahmoud again, our big star player. He's probably going to be leaving. There's supposedly interest from the Premier League there. Uh, Galtzurai were also linked with him, but he yeah. has an eight million price tag. I don't know. I think
2: uh, I think we've we've loaded enough uh, money off to uh, to Pasha this yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've uh, given them quite a bit of money over the last couple of years because also cost like four million, I uh, think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, it's, uh, it's a scandal. Um, are we going to talk about Emre
3: more?
0: Yes, let's talk about Emre more. Um,
3: oh, here we go. Uh,
0: <laughs> so <laughs> I know Umut isn't a big fan of this transfer because obviously Emre has some uh, detracting factors. But I believe he's on 800k a year at Celta de Vigo. I think if Galstra can bring him in for that, or let's say 1 million a year, I think that's a gamble worth taking if he costs, let's say, 2.5 million or something like that. I don't think he's a player you want to pay a lot of money for at this point. He's, he's, he's tried and flopped at Borussia Dortmund, which is a great environment for young players. He's tried and flopped at Celta de Vigo, which is a great environment for young players. So I think... We can safely say, look, this kid has some mental issues. But he has a lot of potential too. You never know, maybe Fatih Terim can get the best out of him. He is a very uh, disciplinarian, disciplinary coach. He, he he commands respect, of course. Uh, Terim had him at the Euro 2016. They know each other, they have a relationship, they have a rapport with one another. Maybe he can get him back on track, his career back on track. And I think it's, it's a gamble worth taking... But it's probably it's nine eight or nine times out of ten this is not going to end in a success. But if it does, it could be a, a, a massive success.
2: Well, how much of the potential is left? You have to wonder there about because uh, I'm not very positive. I would uh, I would love to see him uh, uh, see him back at the highest level and uh, at Galatasaray. There's this adagium at at uh, Turkish football that uh, I'm going to say this in Turkish. Uh, Adameder, Well, yeah. there, there's this uh, uh, opinion about uh, Terim, but uh, believe me, Terim is no uh, is no magician. So it's gonna be a hard try. Uh, it's gonna be very hard. But uh, then again, uh, it's a it's a it's a small gamble if you uh, if you look at the figures. So why not? So uh,
1: yeah, I think it's a, it's a small gamble. Agree, and it's 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 worth it for that ten percent chance that Carl referred to. As yes. uh, for whether Terim is the guy to bring him out of his shell, again, it's possible. Although I, I don't believe Emre Mor speaks Turkish, so um, I think yeah, there could no. be some communication issues there. So I
0: think his Turkish is basically like thirteen-year-old Khan. Uh, <laughs> me, not uh, not, not <laughs> but 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 oh, guys,
2: guys, but you know why they say this about Tarim. Because uh, at his first uh, uh, period at Galatasaray, um, that was like uh, between ninety seven and uh, two thousand, I guess, uh, Tim actually uh, went on patrol in Istanbul nightlife, and he know <laughs> yeah yeah yes, and he and he and he also had connection with all the doormen of all the famous clubs, and they all had this and they all had his cell number, so. That's what this Adam Bede was all about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I'm, glad Evermore... I'm, not, I'm glad
1: I'm not Turkish trouble in that place, so it's wasn't so, so
3: there if, that that famous story <laughs> that he he Sarah Dunn was out in a club and he went to go and pay, yeah. and they said for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, his he just his his pants is like oh yeah. my god yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: but
2: sergen uh, is a total different guy so uh, but that's true that's a great story by the way but there's a lot of lot of those stories so uh, yeah small gamble we'll see i hope he, i hope it uh, works out fine but obviously
0: uh, these, these numbers i these are what i'm hearing he's earning at celta i don't know what he would Earn at Galtsri? What I, I don't know if there's any reports on that. I, I think uh, he's
1: earning around two million at Celtic, actually. But but the last rumors I heard whether he would be, he would accept half that at Galtsri. But that's so pre te- but that's pre
2: tax. Oh, there, that's
1: pre tax. Uh, e... Two million. Oh, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, that's pre tax. So the after tax, that would be like uh, I don't know, like one million left, yeah, something like makes that. Sense. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. There's also well, yeah. the um, There's also the talk of. They swap with Sevilla for Fernando and uh, right. Rocky Massa as well. I don't so know this Mesa guy. Do
2: any of you know him?
1: Do any of you know him?
2: <laughs>
0: I know one thing I would not. I think that's the last player Galtz right I want to lose. Well, Fernando exactly. Yeah, too that's
2: so stupid. Cause, and then again, uh, Fernando was getting a lot of bad press from the Galtz and friends on social media. I don't understand this.
0: I think he's maybe a little bit too injury prone. He misses quite a few games, but I think when he plays, he's just too important. I, I don't think. I think that's like. You guys had this void when Milo left. Uh, mm-hmm. And and you could see this was a problem. And, I mean, remember the days of Mustafa Serp and Ihan Akman. I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I almost, almost did... forgot them. Why did you have to mention them? <laughs>
2: <Well, laughs> we're, we're, we're going back to those days if you're not getting yeah, like, play, I, uh, players on I've... midfield yesterday.
0: <laughs> I think it's difficult to get those types. It's difficult to get a really good defensive midfielder who connects... Yeah. Defense to attack as well as as Fernando does. I think yeah. it's just difficult to replace him. I, I, I wouldn't.
1: I, I couldn't believe we signed him back in 2017. No, he was Me too he played for, for less than for five like million. Years. yeah, exactly. Such a superb bargain. transfer, uncharacteristic of us. Yes, and, yes, for, and to, uh, to swap him for this with this uh, like average mediocre player is 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 actually exactly the kind of thing I expect us to do.
2: Yes, me too, me too.
0: Well, he plays at Sevilla and they have a really good scouting network, so I I don't know if he's a mediocre player, I'm not familiar with him, but usually I think when you see a player from Sevilla, they they usually have some ability, they just have such a great uh, eye for talent. But
2: Fernando was a sub at Manchester City, wasn't he, when we got him?
0: Yeah. yeah, but he was an absolute star at Porto. He was, he was, yeah, he was amazing there. He, he's,
2: he, he, he's, he has so much quality.
0: Uh, okay, he's been a lot of. Uh, there's been a lot of injuries the past uh,
2: two seasons. But apart from that, when he played, he showed extra class every oh, time, right. and mm-hmm. especially against in the games against Besiktas. Kind, I wouldn't <laughs> like to. I don't yeah. like to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put it in and, your uh, face, but it's it's, it's,
0: it's it's not. Well, I don't mind it because and, he's not an asshole like Melo. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, Melo would elbow someone in the face for make sure they're nice and bloody and then score five minutes later uh, and you know rub it in again that he uh, didn't get yeah. card. but there's
2: there's this uh, talk about this Quellyar guy eight million i read somewhere today Quellyar. we've made an offer for Quellyar. uh quite, quite a good plan pl- yeah Quite a good player.
0: Where does he play? Well, help me out here. Is but, there? but the thing yeah, is, I, I don't know if Galtzreier are going to be spending that type of money. I don't think if if Ziagny isn't sold, I don't think Galtzreier are going to be spending that much. But then,
2: then you're right. But how on earth can Fenabach spend? Because they've been. Uh, they've been. Uh, 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 they, they also have the restrictions from the UEFA, haven't
0: they? Yeah, they do. Uh, but. Th- in terms of transfer fees they haven't really spent that much you know they've signed a lot of free agents uh the players are being linked with as well are a lot of free agents because i get asked this this question by business fans like what's what's going on business aren't doing anything and you know Galtra is signing players for are signing players trabzon are signing signing players and this isn't signing anyone but what people need to remember business spent six and a half million already this window lies that's, a, that's yeah. a very big chunk let's say this have. <laughs> a 10 million budget this summer yeah. you know i mean yeah. that's that's more than 65 65 of your budget gone right there just on that one move so basically need i'm to a, be really careful on what they do i'm afraid
2: i'm afraid if we can't sell uh Jugnet, then and we're uh then we're not gonna uh, sign another striker or, 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 or a midfielder with a fee.
0: Free yeah. free players, I think. Uh, yeah. We're gonna see yeah. a lot of free agents. Uh, yeah. And, and, and yeah. those guys demand a signing bonus and, and they're gonna demand a high wage because of what happened with, with Babbel. Huh? You're paying him two and a half million a year. That's not too bad. But then he's getting a two million signing bonus too. So essentially, yeah. he's earning more than three million a year, which is a lot of money, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, but, Yeah, I'll go on. No, I
1: was just going to say, uh, just on your your point about Gustavo Coelho, I just I just quickly did a search just to find out the latest on that. Um, I I didn't I couldn't find the the, the eight million eight million uh, fee anywhere. But I would be much more comfortable, bringing someone like him who's who's 25, 26, Mm -hmm. um, me too, me too, playing you know playing in Brazil and he's been capped a few times for Colombia as well. He seems like a much more exciting player with a higher resale value with high potential. And it's the kind of thing that gets people excited because he's a little bit unknown. Whereas um, Mesa, okay, he plays for Sevilla, but he was a bit of a flop at Swansea, um, and he's just not really an inspiring player from what from what I've seen him in, in, in the Premier League. So it's not the kind of uh, transfer that it would excite me. And if it's the kind of, and and if we end up getting him on the back of a swap with Fernando, I'll be really disappointed.
2: Yeah, and then not getting Banega like it looks right, right there. Because that's the news today. I, uh, there's this uh, famous uh, Twitter person, Manuel Langeon, I guess. Uh, I don't know if any of you know him. Uh, oh, yeah, the and, French uh, guy. From, yeah, the yeah, French you're... guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah and
2: uh, he mentioned that the, the Banega transfer is off. So uh, bad news for us. Cause, uh, yeah.
0: I think what we've seen in recent years with both Fenerbahce and Galtzra is that they're very dependent on on money from, from the Middle East. Yes. Uh, we've seen that with Giuliano, we've seen that with Fernandao, uh, Souza. Oh, sorry. And, of course, uh, Galtzerai is selling Gomis. Uh, you know, I think Figuli, Belhanda are the types of players that you could get 10-plus million for from those Middle Eastern clubs. But if what you're saying is true, Khan, that they're yes. having some corruption scandals there and they aren't spending yeah. right now, that could yes. really hurt Galtzray's, uh yes uh, yeah transfer window because they are going to be relying on money incoming uh, from probably those leagues and that's the difference I think what we had with Bishop when they had their back-to-back titles they were getting players they were selling yeah. players to European leagues and that's something we haven't seen with this golf ride despite winning no. back-to-back titles there isn't much interest except for Bruma of course uh, who ended up with PSV yeah uh, this, uh, this well this past couple of weeks where
2: um, uh, we are we're guilty of that as well we defense because uh we have this player who scored 30 goals <laughs> how he <laughs> on earth how on earth did he do that i don't i don't know but he did so it's a way of uh marketing this player uh, we and we've not succeeded doing this so uh, actually uh, one player that, that scores 30 plus goals it should be easily offloaded to uh, to, 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 okay, to an okay club
0: I've so. uh, had people uh, journalists ask me uh, from uh, from from Egypt I think and from from uh, I'm not sure exactly but some people asked me how is it possible that Burak Yilmaz was elected striker of the year in Turkey when Mbaya young scored 30 goals? And I told him, look, this guy scored like 50% of his goals for penalties. A lot of his goals were tap-ins. He's really not been that impressive. And people are just... They they, they refuse to believe me when I say that. I said, look, ask Galatasaray fans. They will yeah. tell you the same thing. Yeah. But it's 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 difficult to... to, to convince people of the contrary that a pl- that a player who scores 30 goals in a season wow. is total dog shit so it shouldn't be that difficult to offload this guy and I think 10, 12, 13 million for him I mean any top 5 league team can easily pay that for a striker that's, yeah, sure. that's nothing for a striker for, for those clubs I no. mean uh, I, I think Anderlecht got like 9 million or something for Okaka a couple of years ago and he's absolutely terrible too I mean he's probably even worse than Diagne um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it should be possible to offload him even to a non uh, Middle Eastern league. But of course, the question is, what's the price tag? I mean, fifteen million. Well, he's yeah. not. He's he's known
2: in China, so maybe we can sell him to Chinese club. Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Well,
0: maybe Albarak has some connections there with uh, with Huawei. Huawei. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's it's
2: it's very interesting to see what's going to happen at, uh, at the coming weeks. Uh, there seems to be no budget uh, due to the FFP uh, uh, restrictions. Uh, Banega, I was really hoping that we would we'd get him, but uh, we're yeah we're dealing with uh, Monchi, this uh, director, uh, football director of Sevilla. Uh, he's a very tough nut to crack. And uh, just look at it Just look at the irony. We go there, getting uh, Banega, end up losing Fernando. So, <laughs> so this imagine, is a this imagine. is a dangerous guy. You should not be messing with. My <laughs> my suggestion to the Galatasaray board for next season. So not this coming season, but a season after that, 2021. Get munchy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, and another big rumor. I don't know how uh, credible uh, you think this is, guys. But Abubakar, Vincent Abubakar, of course, spent the season at Besiktas. He's being linked to Galts Rite 2. Um, what they want is a, is a season-long loan option to buy. Uh, according to Ab- to Oyogo, I think, or Abola. I'm not 100% sure on that. And somebody's going to kill me if I say it wrong. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> I know some people who work at Oyogo so they're gonna they're gonna be pissed at me if if I say it wrong but anyway um, according to Abola or Oyogo sorry if I said it wrong uh, 25 million is the asking price for Porto and they do not want to loan him out now I have gotten some info from a friend of mine at Porto that um, they bought him From Lorient, they bought like 60% of his economic rights to begin with. Uh, The reason behind that wasn't clear at the time, but has been revealed recently. that uh, The reason was because he has a high probability for injuries in his knee. And wouldn't you know it, last year, of course, he got a a severe knee injury. And supposedly, Porto are actually very keen on getting, getting rid of him this summer, because... Uh, they actually uh, expect that it's not gonna get any better with his knee uh, He hasn't looked very fit this past season either when he's been playing So I think that the 25 million price tag that's being put out there is just a little bit of posturing I think he's definitely gonna be able You're gonna be able to get him cheaper But the question is do you really want to invest that type of money in a player that has a dodgy knee now? Having said that, they said the same thing about Dembaba, and uh, he still got a really good career out of his knee, so uh, you never know. And uh, Abubakar is, is only 27, so a uh, great player, of course. I don't know if you guys are putting any hope in that basket. No, me not. You, sir?
1: No. no, me neither, because um, I mean, a couple of days ago, maybe even earlier this morning, I, I read that that deal was off the table, either because Porto... Uh, weren't happy with the offer that we made or because Abubakar just wasn't keen to go again on loan um, in any case I'm so um, I have really no no hope that we're going to lo- get rid of Diagne therefore I don't think we're going to be in a position to sign anyone I think upfront.
0: Hassan Sash uh, said that you guys were interested in uh, Abubakar Falcao All right. no he denied uh,
1: that oh he denied it I think that was denied Oh, I okay. mean, Falcao would be class. I mean, I don't care if how <laughs> old he is, how many knees he's got, or whatever. Just his <laughs> name alone would be enough to give us a bit of. Oh,
2: yeah, sensational! But, I'd love to see F- yeah. Falcao with us. Falcao yeah, one, two seasons.
0: seasons. Ah, come on, guys! Yeah. With that name, you have to play for Besiktas or nothing else. Come on. <laughs> uh, come
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> you no. Champions uh... League, mate. Champions League is what you need.
0: Well, shall we uh, can talk I, a little
1: bit about? Can, Trump, can, or? Oh, go ahead. Can I
2: make what? Can I make one prediction uh, concerning the strikers uh, uh, for next season? Um, High probability that during the season, Babel is going to be our striker instead of Jagne. Mm -hmm. Just just note this, because I think that's what's going to happen. Interesting, that's interesting. Uh,
0: wouldn't be surprised yes. and he's, a, he's capable uh, yes. but he, he's not going to yes. get to 30 goals of course no he no
2: he's not prepared. but he, he's it, it, if J- jagna performing uh, uh, or actually not performing or how do you call it what he did the uh, last 6 months uh, if he if he shows that again then uh, he will he'll be, he'll be on the bench and uh, Babel will be playing instead of him
0: what do Galatasaray have next to Diagne in terms of strikers? Uh, nothing, right? Well, we we Co- still have sta- Costas. Cost, Costas. 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 Oh, is he still is he still on loan this season? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's oh, okay. okay. a very high. Has a very high salary. Yeah. I believe like two and a half million. Uh, yeah. yeah. Two, three and a half. I thought about two and a half three million. Million. Oh, Quite well, a lot, anyway. Lot, um, lot, yeah. But let's move over to sport quickly. I want to just yeah. touch on uh, the Big Four and Bashakshi here. Uh, I'm just going to breeze through this. The big signing for them uh, this past week or so was Jonobi Mikkel, the Nigeria captain, of course, 32 years old. Spent the past season at Middlesbrough, is of course famous for his time at Chelsea, uh, and he's been linked. Countless times to Fenerbahce, Besiktas. Uh, I'm sure he's been linked a million times to Galatasaray too. But he finally ends up in Turkey, uh, one and a half salary free transfer. Um, what do you guys think? Good signing for Trabzonspor, or maybe a little bit over the hill, as many people are saying, even uh, Nigeria pundits and stuff like that aren't
1: too. Well, I think he's, I think with he's got, got a lot of. He's got a lot of still a lot of um, feel stuff left in the tank. He's only 31, I think? 32. 32, okay, okay. But still, no, come on. He's,
3: he's 50, come on.
1: Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing. I, I was surprised to check that he's still in this, his early 30s. Look, well, I think he's a great, great uh, science On, I mean, he's got bags and bags of experience. I think He, he might
0: was, be 38, you don't know that. Yeah, uh, well. What, yeah.
1: Hey, look, well, secondly.
2: John Obi Mikel and Sosa midfield. Well, that's quite a good mid- midfield for yeah. uh, for, for paper, and and for sure. yeah, yeah and, and then you have Abdul Kamir uh, Kadir and Yusuf Yazidu. Mhm. Wow. Well, oh. That's that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great. Great. I mean, uh i have done a great job and uh I rate them very high for next season. And I, I, Same. I, I, Same. I, I and I'm hoping I, I'm I'm kind of rooting for them as well. Because uh, I think it's an exciting team. Um, one thing,
3: okay. if
2: the, uh, uh, one thing. Uh, uh, I don't know if any troubles on the uh, people are going to hear this podcast. Probably a lot of them, but uh, they have to go to the stadium. That stadium needs to be filled. Forty thousand capacity. You have a very young, exciting team, balanced out. So people should go to the stadium.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you know about uh, Donis Avdijaš from Willem uh, Khan? Are you no, familiar with him? I'm passing this on. I don't, <laughs> I I've seen him once. Don't know okay.
2: uh, uh, enough about him to say anything about him. Maybe yeah. Burak, Burak maybe.
0: <laughs> Left winger I believe, but uh, I yeah. think it was a striker at first when they signed him but apparently not. Um, but assign sign him on a free transfer on a very weird deal, one plus three-year deal. So basically it's like loaning a guy with an option to buy. But you're, yeah, it's it's, it's it's very strange that a player would accept that. Because usually they want, you know, oh, I'm guaranteed four years of this much money. But uh, supposedly he signed a 1.3-year deal, I believe, um, on a free from Willem Uh there's, there's, there's quite a lot of young Players that they've signed, they've promoted a lot of players from their academy, they've uh, gotten quite a lot of players from 1461 Trabzon. Um, Caleb Ekuban is retained, they uh ended up uh using his 1 million buyout clause and they got him on a permanent from Leeds United. Yusuf Sare from Marseille for 250,000 euros. Uh, Duan Erdogan from Linz for 200,000 euros, he's 22. Uh, Yusuf Sare is 20. Ahmed Chanbas from Merder Bremen for 125k. And then uh, Firat Jan Uzum from Ishkishe for 100k. And uh, Nemanja Anjusic, another winger, 22-year-old from Mladost Kocanj in Bosnia, for 50k. So, Trabzonspor end up spending a total of 1.86 uh, million this window so far. Of course, the window is still uh, very early. But um, people, like I said before, people are asking me, how are, are all these clubs signing that many players? And, and Bistis fans are asking me this. And we can't seem to sign anyone. Again, guys, look... They're just spending peanuts, really, so far. Lots of free transfers, lots of young, cheap players. And I get the question, too, then, okay, but why aren't we signing young players? Young, cheap players, but it adds up. You've got If you've signed 10 players for 200k, you're still out 2 million. And, you know, sometimes you need that 2 million elsewhere, especially when your budget is tight. So, um, I don't know if there's anything that jumps out to you guys in, in, in Trabzon's transfer winner, except for Jonobi, Mikkel... Uh, I think they desperately need a striker. I was very surprised they didn't get involved in the Vidal Muric uh, discussions. Uh, although I, I think yeah, that yeah. uh, Rizespor wouldn't have been too keen on selling to them.
1: But uh, plus they let Rodriguez yeah. go to uh, Denizli, I think. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. which, we which is, doesn't doesn't make much sense. Um, Rodriguez, yeah. Yeah, I mean they made some good signings, some exciting young players, and I agree that they they're kind of dark horses for. For, for the league if
0: they next, get yeah. Halil Devi they they're but, a title contender because he—that kid is great. I don't know if you've seen him a lot, Khan. No. He's really talented. Yeah,
2: yeah, I've seen seen some things about him. Yeah, yeah. He was at Sparta, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, Sparta Rotterdam. but yeah, his price yeah. tag is uh, like two and a half or something, and, and I don't know if Trabzon are going to end up paying that, but he's a uh, born. Uh, Trabzon fan. He's, I think, he's yeah. 19 years old, but he's a really natural goal scorer, really talented young player, uh, and very mature for his age too. Like he's 19, but he he conducts himself like a real professional, not very Turkish he, at all. <laughs> you, you, have to, you, you,
2: you have to give the guys uh, Trabzon credit for their salary uh, uh, policies because they've they've they, they're really keeping it low, so they're setting an example for the rest of the league, and exactly, and especially for the big three, I guess. Yeah. Uh,
0: They paid SOSA three and a half million, so I don't know about that. (laughs) No.
2: Well, okay. SOSA being the example, there's always one or two examples, but apart from that, it's all low salary.
0: So that's uh, what happens when you can when you have a lot of young players, of course, and and you know when your stars like a uh, Yusuf Yazigi and, and and Abdul Kadir are coming from your own youth, those kids aren't going to be on big contracts. But uh, Yusuf Yazigi, his shirt is being tucked very firmly by Lil. Yes, uh, they've upped their offer, according to uh, Owl. Am I saying that right? Uh, From Trabzonspor's president, uh, they've upped their offer to twelve million plus three million in bonuses, or or thirteen million plus two million in bonuses. So a total of fifteen million. Uh, But Trabzonspor are holding firm; they want twenty million for Yusuf. Yeah, Um, I think that's. I mean, that's a lot of money for a player from the Turkish league. I think somewhere between fifteen and twenty million is is correct for him. He's a he's a massive talent. The only reason I, I wouldn't agree with you fully, Khan is because look, he hasn't played European football at all. He hasn't never competed for the title. He doesn't know what that pressure is and all that stuff. Um, he was he's a great player, but he hasn't. His, the curve in terms of performances isn't upward. I mean, if you look at this season compared to last season, he had a better season, statistically at least, last season than he had this season. So I think that he's worth a lot of money, but uh, I don't know, 20 million is, is a lot of money, but... Especially for no, but in the yeah. league. but you'll be you'll
2: yeah. be asking twenty and ending up like uh, selling him for seventeen. So I yeah, guess, 17, uh, 16 yeah.
0: I think that's that's yeah. definitely uh, yeah. a realistic uh, yeah. amount for him. But the question is, can they keep him? And we, I think we all think travels are definitely a dark horse, especially if they keep this team together. If they keep Yusuf, if they keep Abdulkadir, I think Abdulkadir is going to stick around for another season at least. But Yusuf, for me, I think it's time for him to go. Unless travels and sport are going to make a very serious run for the title, but then they need to get a good striker and all that and the question again they're under financial fair play and they've breached their settlement they could not uh, reach the break even requirements um, and uh, the UEFA have given them until the 15th of October to, to sort that out they are allowed to go into Euro but if they don't sort that out they will be banned uh, for either the next season they qualify into 20 or 21 whatever um, but of course due to the bank restructuring Uh, the depths of all the Turkish clubs which clubs are still in negotiations for right now but that's going to happen before the 15th of October Trabzon will comply no problem there they will just lose 50% of their prize money this year in the Europa League Uh, that's that's news that just came out today Um, but the question is then how much does Trabzon have to spend this summer? And aren't they going to need to sell someone? And if we look at players that are worth something, we look at Yusuf, we look at the two Abdul Qadir's, those are the young players, Urjan, their goalkeeper. Those are the players right now they can sell and make a good amount of money on to bring in new players. I think for them to really make a serious uh, title challenge, they need a really good striker. Um, And they're going to need money for that. And I think selling Yusuf Yazidje is a little bit inevitable at this point. I don't know how they can otherwise put a championship team together. I still think they have a couple of gaps there, especially with Hugo Rodriguez's departure. I don't know how you guys feel about that.
2: Well, I was actually quite surprised that Rodriguez was sold off to uh, Denizli. He
0: was out of contract. uh, Out of contract, uh, yeah. extend extended, so yeah. I mean, he's 34 or something, so I guess they want to move on. Uh, but I, I can't imagine that he was earning that much. I, I would imagine around one and a half, which is a lot of money, of course. But I mean, I think that Trabzon can afford that to keep one or two strikers. Um, but yeah, what 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 do you guys expect? Yusuf gonna, is Yusuf going to be sold? Or are they going to try and keep him? But is that then in turn going to damage their chances of attracting a good striker?
3: I think he's going to Lille. I hope he goes to Lille. Um, I think he's... That, like you say, Khan, he's that that time where he needs to pull the plug, you know, strap yeah. the rocket to him, and then fly at Lille. Plus, he'll be playing. It's Twenty-two,
0: amongst... I think so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time. It's the right time. And I don't be, think he can. He'll be yeah, playing sorry.
3: with. He'll be playing with Zeki Chaluk as well at um yeah. at Lille. So if have, he stays. <laughs> um, he. I think he'll stay. They have a. They'll have a nice little Turkish connection there, and um, yeah, and I think yeah, I don't know who who's going to be scoring goals for them. Um, I know they've extended the Lachey like, Ames contract, so that's a, another big plus for them to get him mm-hmm. to sign on, um, to stay with them. But they need someone to, to put the ball in the back of the net, and I don't know who they'll be able to get. I don't know if they're fishing around for someone like Enes Unal.
2: Oh, I maybe. was just saying.
3: I was,
0: I was about to say Enes Unal. <laughs> <laughs> really? But he extended his loan with Valladolid, I think. Oh, shame. Oh. I think I saw that pass by uh, that uh, Valladolid have extended mm. his loan deal from. Uh, he's uh, contracted to Villarreal, I think, right? And uh, he was loaned to Valladolid last season and he's going to stay another season there. I think that's even been made official because I think I saw an official tweet about that. I'm not sure, but it was like two or three days ago. I was
2: hoping, I was hoping we'd get him because uh, he was uh, sensational
0: here at Twente, here in Nederland. Another another question mark for me, to be fair, because, I mean, he flopped in Belgium, of course, then he went on and did really well at Twente, but after Twente, it's all been kind of like, eh, you know, I I don't know, and I heard some things about him when he was at Genk that weren't too positive, so I don't know, it's one of those question marks again for me, uh, when it comes to talented young Turks that maybe aren't getting everything they can out of their careers.
2: He's putting a lot of time in. In his, in, in this, in this
0: it, it, Does he still have that Dutch girlfriend? Belgian girlfriend, I think.
2: No. Well, she wasn't she Dutch. Well, she was pretty. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I'm. Ge- <laughs> I wouldn't have my my mind on football. I if mean, I'd have a girlfriend I think like they that. Still, I think they're still
0: together. I'm. I'm pretty sure well, she's Belgian. Uh, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where Khan's mind is at right now. Yeah. <laughs> So, guys, anything left to add on Trabzonspor? Well, no. No.
3: Nothing else. else. Exciting team. Let's see what they can do. But they're going to need someone to put the ball in the back of their net if they want to challenge for the top spot.
2: Yeah. And yeah. they're
0: going to need, a good, I think, a good central back uh, defender to tie it all together at the back. I did see some rumors uh, about them um, getting a, a defender. There. His name eludes me right now. Uh, quickly, Bishakshir, just quickly going to look at that. They signed Muhammad Demir this week. Uh, once upon a time, he was a big talent at Gaziantep oh, yes. Kind of uh, disappeared yes. of the radar. Last couple of years was at Sport this past season, barely played, uh, scored a really good free kick at the end of the season. And I think that kind of put him on the radar again. But I don't know, that that kid, he was coming up at the same time as Jeng Tosun at, at, at Gaziantep Sport. And both of them were touted as really big talent at the time. But Muhammad never really never really ended up uh, yeah, making good on that promise. Uh, they of course already had signed Aziz Beach from PSV for 1 million euros. I, I just think it's a steal uh, that's Somebody somebody could have gotten for that amount of money and because uh, Besiktas need a left back. I think that's a good get for them. And uh, Fredrik uh, Gulbrandsen from uh, Red Bull Salzburg if I'm not mistaken. Free transfer, Norwegian striker. Not really a goal machine but uh, looks like a decent player so um, not a lot of flash from Besiktas so far. No Robinhos, no uh, no replacement for Emre Bellosolo or anything like that. So I don't know what to expect from them this coming season. Okan Buruk uh, definitely has his work cut out for him. But one of the best coaches in the league, I think. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Besiktas are going to shape up. They're, of course, in the qualifiers for the Champions League. I doubt they're going to get through those, but you never know. Uh, anything to add here, guys?
2: Well, you don't want me to <laughs> add. You yeah. don't want me to add anything about this club. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. gonna, we, I'm
0: gonna keep my mouth
1: shut. Uh, we we we've already one. said too much. But oh, I hope, let's just let just to hope, hope
0: to. for the sake of Oka, Okanbulut's career that they have a good season, a decent season, not not a good season. We don't want them to be champions. <laughs> yeah, and then
1: and then ultimately get flushed down the toilet. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once Okan leaves. Once yeah. Okan leaves. Yeah, yeah. I like Okan. Yeah. Okan. I like Okan. Um, yeah, me too. C- can we make an honourable mention for Malatyaspor? Who of course, of course are going to be yeah. playing in the Europa League. I'm um, really looking
0: forward to that. Uh, same, same. That's starting yeah. soon, I think. So uh, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And th- now, of course, they have said again um, mm-hmm. as their coach, they mm-hmm. signed uh, Fofana and Johovic from Konya. Yeah. Good and, at signings. Uh, yeah, yeah, two really good signings. Um, so yeah, that, they should be they, sh- they should be in a decent position. I thought they'd they'd kind of given everything up when they got with Bolo and Birk and those kind of guys, but they've replaced them. With um, with some
0: decent players, so, so they're back on the back on the rails. Yeah, and Sergen, uh has his teams playing some attractive football, so I'm, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing those qualifiers. S-
2: S- S- Sergan S- S- is a great coach, reading the opponents. I, I think he's one of the best coaches in the league when it comes down to reading the, the opponents tactically.
0: Uh, Does it surprise you at all, Khan? I mean knowing him as a, as a player knowing how He was, he, really,
2: was a, he was he yeah. was brilliant. He was a brilliant player. Brilliant player. He was a not, best to yeah. be, best probably uh, potentially the best Turkish player ever. I think
0: you a lot of you us would agree. We, with that, yeah. Of course, but, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. But the, and, it's uh, the
0: personality, the mentality that's yeah. the question. And I think that's also why a lot of people are kind of reluctant on him as a coach. But, I mean, everywhere he's coached, I've been impressed with the football. Those teams have I, Me
2: played. too. Me too. I, I mean, at Alaya, uh, we had this game at Alaya. I know. I, I, I was convinced we were going to lose. So and and, and uh, we were fresh. we were trashed at that at, at the field. I mean, uh, Alaya was everywhere and they, they had the
0: good t- players, of course. I mean
2: they had they had the good players, but they they also had a very good tactical plan and that mm-hmm. was and that was because of Sergan. He is a master in reading uh, the, the opponents tactically. So I think he's a great coach. I hope he someday will get a chance at uh, for instance, uh, Besiktas. Don't know if that ever going to happen, but uh, I'd, I'd I'd like him to see there.
0: I think if uh, he manages to do <laughs> put in a good season with Malata, which is going to be a challenge because that Europe that European schedule early on is going to. I mean, we've seen it in the past. Konyaspor couldn't handle it. Um, what, what, who else? Karabukspor couldn't handle it, uh, and then who was it last? Osmanlispor really struggled with it. So it's something. It's a challenge to play early on those European qualifiers. Maybe go to look at Akisar this past season, and they did. They had a good squad. Uh, at the end of the day, by the way, did you guys see um, Elvis Manu went to China? Yes. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. What?
0: Good, good, yeah, good for him. for him. Yeah, I guess, But yeah, I I, I'm gonna miss that guy because I thought he was really good in the league. I liked him. He's one of those players that kind of, you know, added some color to one of the smaller I mean, teams. That he game. was
2: a f- he was a force of nature around the field. I mean, that guy yeah. had so much power. On, it's uh, a shame on the he pit. couldn't finish. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, like, uh, great yeah. player. Great. Yeah. Nice, nice for someone coming from Cambuur Leuwarden. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he played for Fanor too. Uh, he played um, for Fanor. yes. True. But but uh, it's a shame to lose him. I really hope that uh, either he was going to stick with Akisar and help them back up, or um, yeah, go to another Turkish club, maybe go back to Genstevli, because I think that's the first Turkish club he uh, went to. Um, but anyway, yeah, he went to China. Just wanted to say. He's oh, gonna, <laughs>
2: gonna earn tons of money. I mean, who can blame him?
0: No probably, doubt, yeah.
2: Probably getting a minimum salary of two, two, two three million. So good for him.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. great. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he, he's the type of player that, despite the fact I think we're, we all like him, but he's, he's a player that would have never gotten that type of a wage uh, through any normal means. No. Uh, you know, it's only possible if you go uh, either to the sandbox or to China. Um, So I think we're gonna call it a day on that, guys. uh, Thank you all for this fun little transfer chat. And uh, uh, next week we are going to sit down uh, with uh, John McManus, um, author of the book Welcome to Hell. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his uh, experience with Turkish football, what inspired him to write a book on Turkish football And, uh, yeah, I hope uh, you guys are going to have it uh, read by then. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you uh, guys are fully enthralled in the book already, Um, but we'll definitely talk with John about that. It's arriving
3: in the next few days already for the weekend. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Where can I buy it? Can somebody send me a link cuz I'm going on, on I'm going on holiday next
0: Tuesday. On so. Amazon. Amazon. Okay. I'll okay. I'll send you a link uh, okay. I'll, I'll put a you. link as well in uh, in the show notes for those who it's, want to prepare.
1: Sounds like nice literature at the pool. <laughs> it is It's uh, we're turning this into a book club now. It's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In great.
0: fact, uh, we might have another uh, altar on uh, in in the summer. I'm I'm going to see if I can get another one on. Uh, we, of course, we had uh, Gabriele Marcotti, who is a multi uh, yeah has written multiple books already. He was on uh, as our first guest a couple of weeks ago. So uh, anyway, guys, thank you very much. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Excellent,
3: right. and, and remember Khan don't yes. point don't that is the Belgian con uh, <laughs> the host the host the host you <laughs> must never point the brief you must ah. never point the brief